0: Hey, Luke. What's up, Tilly? What's it called when a cat wins a dog show?
1: I have no idea.
0: A cat trophy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> on this week, Another Digital Citizen, we are going to talk about the second US presidential debate, No Mercy Results. We are going to talk about scooby doo Doo Movie Review. We are going to talk about Girl on the Train. And we are going to talk about Westworld, Episode 2.
0: This is another Digital Citizen.
3: This is
0: This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends,
2: enemies, Countries and religions. This is a podcast for us,
0: for the digital world. Welcome, citizen.
2: Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to this first episode of. My back is fucking killing me Or mm, The 53rd episode Of another digital citizen It depends uh, What uh, we are going to call this Review On a Tuesday by the way So um, (laughs) Even though nobody's
1: hearing this on Tuesday Because it's coming out at the normal time That way everybody knows when it's coming out
2: I had to say it like the first ten seconds. <laughs>
0: they were uh, arguing about this. Uh, <laughs> hi, everybody.
1: Luke here on the podcast.
3: <laughs> and I probably here as well.
1: is. It, I mean, it's good to point out we are doing this on Tuesday, just in case I don't know World War Three starts tomorrow, and we everybody's like, why didn't they talk about that in the show? <laughs>
2: Yeah, all those survivors. Look like, before before we started <laughs> recording, he's like, don't mention it Do you, say. I, I, can, I can just edit it out. And I yeah. was like, yeah, sure, you're going to edit this out. I'm going to mention it every time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such an asshole.
1: Bro underestimates my editing ability, I think. But you know how <laughs> good I am at editing. So
2: don't even don't You're an editing Froh. wizard. I will give you that. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry to do that to you. Oh, I'm such asshole.
0: <laughs> Hi, Telly. Hey, Fro. Hey, Luke. <laughs>
2: uh, how was your last week? Uh, we missed you on the show. The one-year anniversary show.
0: I know, the most important one that I didn't want to miss. <laughs> this is, <clears throat> tends to be the way it happens. I'm sure I'll get ill for my holiday next week as well. But yeah, very, very poorly sick. and I'm.
1: Oh, Fro, Fro kind of jinxed it. If you go back a couple of episodes, he's like, we got past the curse of the one-year show. And I'm like, it's show number 50. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it, Fro. It's your fault.
2: It's my fault, yeah.
0: Absolute get back. It
2: was 52 episodes of Let's Talk Done that's Another digital citizen or here, or as I'm going to call this show, my back is fucking killing me. Uh, guess what? Uh, does your back hurt? Uh, yeah, that's a good <laughs> guess. I I don't know where you took that guess from.
0: Well, you've just been moving, so people normally put their backs out. Yeah, uh, I am a genius, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, you are. Uh, you're the only stupid member of Mensa.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's because I've got street smarts as well, so you've got to have a bit of stupidity about it. It's just secret smarts. You don't want everybody to know how smart you really are. <laughs>
2: uh, well, at least you didn't get the Nobel Peace Prize this, this uh, week.
0: Yeah, what's all this about?
2: Well, uh, we have a small thing called Norway, and in Norway, every year, around the first uh, week of uh, November, we come out uh, from an office and we say, somebody you don't have, never heard about, have won a prize. And uh, this year, it went to the Colombian president, and don't ask me to try to say his name. Juan Manuel Santos. Yeah, that's not that hard one. Him. So
0: what's he been doing? Something about sorting out civil war?
2: Yes, in his uh, country. And it's kind of interesting because he hasn't really done that yet. (laughs) So he's he's getting a piece... Well, the FARC is... uh, Farc is a big uh terrorist uh, guerrilla group yeah guerrilla yeah. movement right. that has plagued that country for many years and uh and uh but the peace uh it's kind of kind of interesting he gets a peace prize for a peace treaty that in his home country was voted uh, down on, <laughs> they didn't like the the movement for like uh, saying no to that kind of peace. But it was kind of like um, every member of FARC uh, were one of the biggest thing they they were against was that every every member of FARC could get uh, court immunity, and their their kind of uh, things that they did wrong. Was like strict uh, out of their record, oh. so that's one of the reasons why it was voted down. But they're still What, like, it, they what it says here on the on the uh,
1: Nobel Prize website it, at the very end of kind of their uh, press release, it says it. Uh, the Nobel com- Committee for for oh the Nobel's committee's firm belief that President Santos, despite the no major vote in the referendum has brought a blo- the bloody conflict significantly closer to a peaceful solution. Right. So that's what they're basing it on. Yeah.
0: So he has so, done good, even though he hasn't necessarily done what he set out to do. Right.
1: Yeah, he's okay. probably gotten farther than anybody else has in 50 years. So. And in
0: Colombia as well. Like, it's not exactly a country that's renowned for peace and being safe.
2: Right. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, if you're down with the cartels, you, you're you're alright, but...
1: Right, they, a lot of these guerrilla groups probably take a lot of money from the yeah, uh, drug
2: cartels, more than likely. Yeah, the so. best yeah. drugs are from Colombia, as so everybody knows.
1: That's what
0: all the movies say.
1: Yeah. According to uh, Princess Leia, Donald Trump knows all about that, so yeah. Princess Leia? Uh, you didn't see that today? Uh, no. uh, what's her name, the actress who plays Princess Leia? Carrie she... Fisher. Yeah. She came out and said that uh, she, the way that Donald Trump snorts, like, sniffs all the time when he's in debates and stuff, she's like, oh, I know all about that. (laughs) She's like, I have plenty of experience of that,
0: yeah. Nice. Yeah, Uh Carrie Fisher. Right. Am I right? Yes. I always think I'm right and then I say it and I'm wrong. Or if I don't think I'm right and I don't say it, I will be right. So yeah, I win. (laughs)
2: <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner
0: Yeah What yeah. else has been going on in the world?
2: Uh, it's the end of the world As we know it I It felt a little like that But
1: uh, It feels like that this week For sure I was like <sighs> Oh my gosh, the world's coming to an end
2: <laughs> Yeah, for example By US offic- the,
1: debate. Yeah. Uh,
2: the US official Accuses Russia of hacking interfere with the election what is this fucking surprise
1: right Uh, I just I mean we've been saying we've been talking a lot about this so there's a lot of a follow up of what we've been talking about in the news for weeks and weeks and weeks Uh, but the US uh, came out and uh, officially made uh, it was the Department of Homeland Security Director of National Intelligence came out and said that They believe that the Kremlin is involved in attacks on um, not only the DNC, which we've talked a lot about, but they believe that they've tried to hack voting machines in certain states even. That's what they're saying. Uh, But like we've said before, nobody's shown anybody any proof of this. The only people that are saying it it now were the Clinton campaign. And all of a sudden, after the Clinton campaign has been talking about it for months... Now the government is saying, "Oh yeah, that's definitely what's happening." So it's probably not true, wow. right? But, but then you a, know, if I if I was the U.S. and you had a crazy person running a country that has a bunch of nuclear weapons, you know what? It's a good idea. Let's just like accuse them of things that we're not sure of. Yeah, let's <laughs> piss,
2: let's piss them off. Like, <laughs> right. That's that's the, a really good thing to do. Yeah. Uh But. Uh, the WikiLeaks released some Clinton uh, emails uh, this week. Uh, what is it with boring emails that aren't that boring? Like this, 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 this. Uh, especially the, the email Luke showed me <laughs> was really interesting. Was from two thousand and eleven, if I don't remember uh, fourteen.
1: There's this is uh, actually. They've only released 2,050 of what they say is 50,000 emails. So uh-huh. they only released as much. So it's kind of they're releasing it in parts, like digestible parts, right. so yeah. people can go over it. So even now, like, uh, there's still stuff coming out about it uh, from different news sources and stuff like that. But some of the stuff that's in it, uh, it's it's from a guy named uh, some somebody hacked this John Podesta, who is the head of the Clinton campaign. And it's him talking with different people uh, during the time when um, they were getting ready for the campaign uh, and Bernie Sanders was in and he was acu- and he was accused or telling them they needed to release the Wall Street transcripts. If We all remember this from the original debates. <coughs> and this is the campaign manager talking back and forth with different people about what's in the transcripts and all the bad stuff that could be used against them, basically trying to decide whether they should release it or not and if they could spin these things. So there's 50,000 emails apparently about this. Um, wow. <laughs> and yeah. if, if you remember us covering the Panama Papers like a year ago, uh, this guy John Podesta and the, his uh, group uh, called the Podesta Group were in the Panama Papers associated with Russia. So everybody wants to look into that. One of the one of the banks, actually, that Hillary Clinton, uh, that some of these trans, uh, excerpts from her speeches are uh, uh, more than one of them are, are from uh, the German bank we talked about l- last week. Uh, so,
2: yeah, isn't this lovely, Till?
3: Right,
1: and a lot of stuff in there. Not a lot of it's been covered, but Hillary uh, basically says that. She she has a public and a private position when it comes to stuff about Wall Street, and there's <laughs> so basically saying she lies to the public and then tells the Wall Street people behind our backs what they want to hear, right. uh, and that she believes that Wall Street can fix itself, and that she's all for open trade, and that's what her dream is to have something like TPP, uh, which she says she's against. So, <laughs> go ahead, Tilly, Sorry, I interrupted you.
0: I can't remember what I was going to say.
2: Now, I, I asked you, aren't this lovely? Isn't this lovely?
0: Asked. Oh, yeah. I'm actually starting to... I watched a bit of the debate. Cause I, uh, what? Felt, you I watched the debate? I know. Well, only like maybe the first <laughs> half an hour. But I've kind of, well, I saved it for later get... on YouTube. Oh, okay. That was <laughs> enough just to get the I gist
1: of, of what they were talking about because they never really went too far into much else.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. So, it was just... It was this debate was uh, uh, strange, but we're, we're going to talk about that at the end of, of the new segment. B- b- first, I want to ask you, is it okay that I tell you the, that I want to grab you by your pussy? No. No? Really?
0: No. Not really? at all. Yeah, I... Uh, uh, isn't I that don't know. like how
2: people talk to each other? Only Are we talking if about this bro? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I thought we we had agreed not to talk about this Donald Trump thing, but all right.
0: Well, I spoke to my parents about it earlier, so my dad what showed me a post.
3: Say?
0: Well, they were they brought it up. My dad showed me a post on his Facebook. Cause he's got a new phone that has Facebook on it now, and okay. there, there was a post about it. Um, Hi, Morgan. Yeah. Hey, Dad. And Mum. And hopefully not Kirsten because we've been swearing. Hi, yeah. Sue. <laughs> Yeah, I no, know, not appropriate. I know
2: the, um, of, I know the names of Staley's parents, Luke. Because they are my friends.
0: Oh. On Facebook. Yeah,
2: I've seen them on Facebook.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're Facebook famous.
2: Sue and Morgan.
0: Hello. My mum's especially Facebook famous because oh, she yeah. worked on the campaign to get Rage Against the Machine to Christmas number one. Yeah. I love so. your mum. Me too. She's great. I'm my dad. They're all ace.
2: You dad it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's
0: Daddy just Hems. in the way
2: for me getting married to your mom. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's fine. Well, then you'd be my brother, dad. <laughs> my
2: yes, your brother, dad. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, we are talking bullshit. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, grab them by the pussy. Yes, you were talking to your parents about that. Yeah,
3: I
1: like how. Um, just one sec. I like how I sent. Fro an email. I had this on the list of, of news topics, and I said, Fro, should we cover this or not? And, I and Fro said no. said, no, I really don't want to talk about that.
0: <laughs> and
1: so I removed it from the news, and now Fro is bringing it up in the news.
0: I think Good he now, just Fro. wanted to surprise me with the question.
2: Yes. <laughs> that, and I'm an asshole. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hmm? Yeah, so what did your parents say?
0: Well, it was just more... That it's, you know, appropriate for us to talk about. Because if I can sit talking about it, or, well, make general conversation around it with my parents. Right. Of just how, it nothing shocks us anymore with Donald Trump. True. It's just all there, and it, yeah, totally. You
1: said so much more offensive stuff than this, up till now. That yeah. To me, I mean, this is just as offensive as other things, but I don't think this is as off- as offensive as calling... Mexicans, rapists, and murderers. I think that's much more offensive than what he said here. Yeah, uh, because what I heard here, I could have heard on J- Jordy Shore right. week by week. So
0: yeah, it just it reminded me. He reminded me a lot of Jimmy Savile in that recording.
2: But uh, I, I'm going to say something that uh, Luke is going to react on I, and and think I'm crazy. But I. I'm going to say this. I think this helped Donald Trump and I know people are going to disagree with me. But I actually think in the long term this is going to help him win votes. And people are going to say, "What? He talked so, so much thinking about women." And I I I'm beginning to think this maybe and my conspiracy theory is this. This was maybe leaked from his part. And and you can ask yourself... Say that again? Leaked yes. from his part? Like... <laughs> 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 but yeah, he leaked it. was my point. And, and I, I'm beginning to think... Because like, I think it was the same day or the day after... Uh, one of the like biggest talking points was like, "Yes, okay, uh, he talks, but Hillary does," and uh, and 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 their like uh, comeback was like, "Yeah, he talked shit about ladies. Clinton deleted twenty five thousand e- emails,
1: thirty thousand. But yeah, okay. the thing that was- is, that's not how it was in America." because 52% of America is women. I and understand that. Almost That's why I'm saying
2: offended. that you are going to disagree with me.
1: Oh, yeah. But uh the other thing is this came out the exact same day as the WikiLeaks release. So all on on Friday we had them uh, the US accusing Russia of hacking. We had the WikiLeaks or I guess it was uh, out, And then right after, it was literally 45 minutes after the Donald Trump tape came out, the WikiLeaks uh, email release happened. So of all that ha- happened in that one little time span. So it was very, uh, it's very weird that all these things happened at the same time. So uh, more than likely, the WikiLeaks release was a reaction to this. I would say more than likely, in my opinion, Billy Bush is the one that released the tape.
2: Maybe. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe.
1: Cause, I don't, uh, look!
2: Look at this. Do you know who
1: Billy Bush is? Yes. Tilly. No, but the guy I've he was talking of, to on on the bus. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They, no, they, I've never they, seen him before.
1: So Billy Bush is George Bush, uh, George Bush, uh, the last president's cousin,
3: oh. and George Bush
1: Senior's um, nephew. nephew. Yes. Uh, which you don't, I saw it once on CNN for the two days of coverage they did on this And um, so if you look at a couple weeks ago that we did uh, Remember we covered that George Bush, the senior George Bush Was uh, promoting Hil- or endorsing Hillary Clinton Yeah And now Billy Bush uh, is around this controversy of this tape getting released uh, yeah. A little bit convenient for me so, Yeah, me
0: yeah. Too. Yeah, that does make sense. say so uh, yeah, it, about
1: Billy Bush, Tilly. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. I. I hadn't really heard who he was. The name had been mentioned, and you hear the Bush name. I didn't know that relation. But here, right. there was a whole thing on uh, last week tonight with John Oliver, sort of about him and his love affair with Donald Trump. And then later on, his love affair with everybody else as well, and how creepy he is.
2: (laughs) It was such a fun segment. (laughs) But he didn't
1: mention that he's related to the Bushes? Isn't that strange that everybody's leaving that out?
2: (laughs) I find it very strange.
1: If I was doing the news, that would be like one of the first things I mentioned. Donald Trump uh, in... you know, That would be the headline. Donald Trump and son of uh, a Bush... Child is in <laughs> together and lo- doing horrible locker room. That's like that's the headline. Uh, yeah. I don't understand why they're burying the headline with the Bush uh cousin. So,
2: okay, so let's talk about the second U.S. presidential debate. Uh, a town hall meeting that is was nothing like a town hall meeting at all,
1: <laughs> right? They they hid most of the crowd, really. There was like I mean, there was more uh, crowd like in the like, bleacher area of the arena. But oh, right. what we saw of the crowd, there was what, maybe 20 people
3: there? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And, uh, Just distant crowd noises. A man getting famous for his beautiful red sweater is kind of interesting. I mean, <laughs> he's so famous that he's famous in Norway today.
1: Right. Wow. And his temperament, kind of. He was just very, like, timid and very, like, yeah.
2: Loved him. Loved him. It was a, He's my it was big hero. a Twitter hero. thing, though. Yeah. He's so. my big hero. Uh, what did you think about this debate, Luke? Uh, it was a complete cluster F. Uh, <laughs> it was a big cluster F.
1: <laughs> I, like, what? Last, I think it was last week, remember, I was like, oh, crap, I got all uh, stuck into watching Alex Jones' videos, right? Yeah, uh, which I haven't done this week. I haven't watched any of it. I, I weaned point. myself off. But all the stuff I watched last week, those were all of Donald Trump's talking points. Yeah, <laughs> he was taking directly from Alex Jones every one of his talking points. It's it's pretty Not nuts. Surprising, he me. is personifying, I guess, what we they called the alt right, which we already know is a mate is totally made up. But what they're calling it, and what Alex Jones is even now calling himself, he's right. said that he's part of the alt right, even though okay uh so yeah uh, it's a little
2: like i'm saying hillary, I'm was of, hillary was on the defensive
1: hillary was on the defensive most of the time don't you
2: think oh yeah oh definitely uh i think uh, uh, i think definitely trump won this bet
1: i don't know about that i mean it was just really weird he did this did you know this thing that he did where he was like walking around behind her so like you'd yes. see which camera they're using and then he would be standing yes. behind her like looking at <laughs> over her shoulder in this like, like an creepy eagle.
0: way. Yeah. Not realizing that the camera's on him too.
1: But uh, I, I, I I think thought... he did realize the camera. I think he was doing it to look imposing on her
3: in
2: uh, Yeah I mean, but, uh, yeah. I'm in your space. I think I think Trump won. and down. Uh I I thought Hillary won the last time. Uh, I think Trump won this. I do. I um,
1: I think I'm I'm gonna have to go with Hillary barely on this one. I guess. Really? I, said, I said it was a toss-up last time. Yeah, uh, I thought. Don Donald Trump's gonna keep his supporters that he has now that are like the ultra right-wing uh, people who have already been supporting him, but this kind of hard nosed stance is not going to get him any new supporters from the independent side uh, mm. the people he needs to pull in to actually win the election so uh, uh, yeah, gotta go with Hillary I, on this I,
2: I I think she she lost it on some questions like the okay the maybe the question where I thought she lost it completely was what she admires about Donald Trump. And she goes to answer, "Uh, uh, uh, I admire his kids. That's really not anything to do with Donald Trump. Well, he raised his
1: kids, so kind of does. Well,
2: (laughs) kind of, yes. I was just going to uh, say, do you really raise them when you pay their nanny?
0: (laughs) I was just about to, yeah.
2: That's a good point. He probably wasn't around a lot, but. Not really. Just because
0: you've paid for it doesn't mean you've done it.
2: Yeah, and uh, and uh, and I, I thought Trump was just more honest. I, I just felt like he wanted this debate all hands down. Yeah.
1: Uh, he might have been more honest in uh in Alex Jones' way, where yeah, uh, yeah, honesty not necessarily the same with truth. Right, because he honest, just because. Him? No, I'm, I'm just filling in the blanks. Just because something isn't honest uh, doesn't mean it doesn't sound truthful. That's what a con man does. So. Mm-hmm. And then Hillary... How many times did Hillary bring, bring up Russia in this debate? <laughs> Just so For no reason at certain points. points. <laughs> All right. Ugh. She really, really wants to go to war with Russia, this
2: lady, for some yeah. reason. Uh, hey, uh, Tron, may or may not tell the truth? about locker room talk.
4: This is Trump with Trump tells the truth. Somebody asked me, could Donald Trump exist in Norway? And I must say, yes, he can. After the famous locker room conversations uh, with Donald Trump last week, we had a similar case here in Norway. You know, a bunch of guys have a forum on Facebook where they talked and joked about things. And one of those jokes was about gang raping a 13-year-old girl. The excuse for this guy was, yeah, you know, I was drinking a couple of beers with the guys, and you know how it is. No, I don't know how it is. I also drink beer with the guys, I get drunk, We tell dirty jokes. But we not make jokes about raping 13-year-old girls. No, it was gang raping. Yes, it was just something fun they found out of a couple of beers. I would not like to have beers with that man. The same case is now with the presidential candidate don Trump. 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 Blum, 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 blum. I can't even spell his name after, without my tongue. Do something strange. Ugh. 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 I feel dirty. I want to wash myself. But he excused himself for the, the last scandals that he talked about grabbing pussy with well, it was locker room talk. Even a party leader from the far right in Norway, yeah, it was only locker room talk. But it's not locker room talk. People who do sports have a lot of things to talk, thought, think about, but not talking about grabbing women's pussy or try to force them to have sex with them. They don't. They have a lot of other things to do. And just, I, I just feel offended as a man. As a Um, human being in general is that what Donald Trump thinks about his voters because yes Donald Trump for people not come from spoiled families people who are of low income and do other things and sit in locker rooms and do sport we don't talk about grabbing people's pussy that is something you do and perverts like you do no psychos like you fucking do but all this bullshit talk makes me want to believe how can people still support him? Wouldn't that be the, the, and the end of his career? And somebody thinks it is. The last polls show that Hillary is in lead. But I'm not surprised of anything anymore. We had a case in the 1905 election in Norway when a party leader was visiting a racist meeting. Everybody thought, well... That's the end of that party, and they went from five percent to sixteen percent, and did their real breakthrough in Norwegian politics. So, if you think this is the end, if you think there's nothing more to Trump than this, well, think again, because he can still win, and he can still be the lead. No, the, the, the man, no, 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 oh, no. I mean, the Führer of the United States. So, people, still don't want to vote? Still want to vote for Jill Stein or Gary Johnson? (laughs) Well, if you want to do that, you get Don't Flump. Have a nice day.
2: So, that was uh, Tron telling the truth, maybe or maybe not. Uh, The thing is, uh, Tron hasn't really sent anything in.
1: Uh, as we well, it's Tuesday, after. so he yeah. didn't know about the deadline. I didn't tell him. So it, what it is day a bit is
2: it, uh, Look,
1: It's Friday, Friday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, hey, if you want to send us mail, you can do that. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Our email address, believe it or not, is another digital at Do you believe me, Talia?
0: I don't believe you. I think it's another digital citizen at gmail.com. I think maybe you are right.
2: It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. What do what you about think? You Luke? It? Yeah, what about you, Luke? I don't. Uh, is it another digital citizen at
1: gmail.com
2: by any chance? Yeah, I think I so. Think yeah. Right. You can also be a member of our Facebook group uh, that. Uh, I like to post random things too. Uh, but have you watched any TV this week, Luke? Let's start around with you. Uh,
1: okay. Uh, I saw Frequency last night. Have you seen that yet, Fro or nope. Tilly?
0: No. What is it?
1: Uh, it's about it's the show I talked about when we did the movie round yeah. about the cop whose dad gets a hold of her through a radio, even though he's dead. And he's yeah. in 1996, and she's in 2016. I really um, to see it. so it's not really a time travel show, but in a way they get they talk to each other through time. Um, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Fro, I actually thought it was better than No Tomorrow.
4: Um, really, kind of,
1: kind of in a similar vein. Um, wow. In a way, except one is an actual time travel show, and one is they just talk over time. Because this so, week's
2: No No Tomorrow was uh, actually even better. I have not week. seen it yet, but, um,
1: but yeah, you'll just have Spo- to see, note frequency and let me know next week, so.
2: Spoiler alert, it was about, uh, the Lincoln, uh, assassination.
1: Oh, oh right. I actually did start watching the first five minutes of it now that you mentioned it, so. Oh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Spoiler the alert, five minutes. he gets shot. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> if, if hasn't read the history. Oh, I'm sorry. I I I I, I spoiled that for everyone.
0: I think even The Simpsons
2: <laughs> have spoiled that one.
1: <laughs> I think the the pen the penny here in America is good spoiling that one. So, <laughs> uh, uh,
2: yeah. Um, no, tomorrow was really good this week. I, I, I uh, no, not no tomorrow. But uh, yeah, that's what it's called.
3: Yeah. No.
2: No. Oh. What is really called good this weekend. The time traveling show.
1: No Tomorrow. Yeah. Is it called No Tomorrow? Oh. Yes, sir.
2: <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can you please say that really, like, strictly to me so I have something to listen to when I can go to bed? I don't know.
1: I don't know how to do that. <laughs> am I, okay. Am I continuing with me on TV or is somebody else going sure. go?
2: No.
3: All right.
1: Uh, I saw Total Bellas.
2: Oh, yeah. me too. Me
4: too. <laughs> I'm not a lame. fan of
1: John Cena. I've never been a fan of John Cena. I'm less of a fan of John Cena. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, and Are me. they He's he's the heel in this show. He's the bad he's guy. Yeah. yeah, he's an yeah.
0: asshat. Like, think about it. He who is else? Is, an
1: if there are like good guys and bad guys in the show, who else is the bad guy? Nobody. Yeah. He the, he. At one point in the show, if nobody else has seen it, he. Uh, tells them to take a little tiny cute dog to the pound. That's how yeah. he is Cruella Deville in a show. <laughs> he's such Cruella Deville. And it's uh, not even
0: like, you know, it's a dangerous dog. I know all dogs no, can like, be dangerous, like I said, but it's a come little
1: on. tiny cute dog like it's a, little he's a French giant, gold dog. huge three hundred and fifty pound guy. I think he's gonna be alright.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a I wrestler.
1: Love
2: <laughs> I love it. What the dog no or total bellas? I love the Total Bellas. I think it's better than Total Davis.
1: Uh, I, it, it'll probably end up on my two-in-your-out sh- list, is my guess. Uh, oh, the only person I like watching it is Daniel Bryan, and he can kind of be a bit of a douche sometimes as well. So, uh, Some of the other ones this week that I two, two-episoded two in your out, I guess, uh, of the new, brand-new shows coming out. Uh, MacGyver. I haven't watched any more of that. Have you, Fro?
2: No, I'm not going to see it either. Now, that, that was a one episode, and you're out for me. Yeah, <laughs> that is actually okay. the one like show that I'm never ever going to see again.
1: And then High Maintenance was the other one I haven't watched any more of after two episodes. So
2: I saw the, the second one as well, and I'm I'm still really unimpressed by that show. And then it's I just really saw bad.
1: today. I guess they're canceling SpongeBob SquarePants.
0: Yeah. <gasps> Really?
2: So kind of yeah.
0: Oh, I just yeah. bought SpongeBob nail stickers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> after 17 years, I guess it was on the air, so Oh, it had God, a good that run. makes me feel old. Right.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Wow, well, you, I'm sure you've seen it too. <laughs> well, you saying you it makes you feel old makes me sound old. I'm so much older than you.
0: Well, no, me saying ah you're old makes you sound old. But I am. You saying, old. "Oh, I'm old. I'm not. You don't have to compare yourself to me. No, it's not doing that." But I,
2: I do <laughs> compare myself to you.
0: I, <laughs> don't I do it. My,
2: I look at myself as a little gothy uh, English
0: Brit. That's that true. Me.
2: Wow. Yep.
0: Yeah, I can see yep. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that. That is me.
2: <sighs> have you seen anything on TV this
0: week, Dylan? <laughs> I saw a very, very bizarre thing on the BBC. Mm-hmm. It said it was from years ago, but I hadn't seen it before, called Shooting Bigfoot. Oh, I love Shooting Bigfoot. Did you see it? It's, of course. Uh, I can't quite describe it. I've been trying to describe it to people and failing miserably.
1: But... Uh, so this is about shooting it with a camera or shooting it with a gun?
0: A bit of both. <laughs> a little, like, little, little. some guys are going out to try and tranquilise it so they can keep yeah. it, but they're also willing to shoot it if it attacks. Another guy just pretty much wants to shoot it, and other it's guys have been tracking troll. it. It's, okay. it's bloody brilliant. It is so funny. Yeah, they, it's basically this British guy wants to go out. Obviously, there's all these people that believe in Bigfoot and are Bigfoot hunters by profession, and he meets up with three different sets of them. And goes off on different sort of overnight stays places. Like, get did their... you ever have
2: sex with someone that told you that uh, their profession was like, yeah, my my profession is that I I hunt I hunt big farts for a living.
0: Well, at least I know they wouldn't actually kill anything. <laughs> like, well, oh, you've not killed anything in your life, so shots yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but, oh, but the main dude in it, not the. Um, like the guy that's doing the documentary but right. one of the guys that he goes to see
3: yeah. is the
0: biggest douchebag i have ever seen <laughs> like <laughs> he gives donald trump a run for his money oh yes so it's i think it's worth watching it for him
2: oh, I love that.
0: Trip. and the other guy that starts shooting that in off years. into the distance when is watch it from uh, i think when it's like from? 2011 two th- 2012 yeah. something like that yeah but it came up on, you know, the BBC suggests other ones yeah. for you to watch. Yeah, yeah. I just watched the Louis Theroux Savile one after yeah. you mentioned uh, about it. Oh, oh, so just stomach churning the whole, every second of it. Such stomach a just... weird documentary. Yeah. But then yeah. it said, oh, what's shooting Bigfoot? So I didn't. It cheered me up. <laughs> yeah.
2: Talking about Louis Theroux, his uh, Scientology movie finally came out. Oh, <gasps> Where? I've seen it. I've seen it. What's it on? On places where you can get it,
1: Lily tele- intent Wasn't it on okay. BBC
2: though? No. Oh, okay. No. Was
1: it, what was it, what was it originally on? On TV or is it just a uh, did it come out on DVD? Okay.
2: I think it came out on DVD or at uh, at um, oh, what do you call it, paper not paper, paper view? per view? But not paper. Oh, okay, view, but a uh, paper
0: like, direct-to-TV type.
2: Direct-to, um,
0: yeah. Box Thing. office type.
2: Yes, yes. Oh, things. Okay.
0: Ah, blue. Streaming
1: service.
2: Okay. Yes, because I saw luster or my said movie this week. But um, that was really good. But you were not going to talk about movies any uh, yet. Uh, what else did you watch on TV? Uh,
0: all the cartoons.
2: Yep. Loving
0: Bob's Burgers this season's um, it's already had this
2: this season is actually one of the best seasons
0: Uh,
2: I'm not a big fan of that show as everybody knows
0: I know that's Um, why I always mention it because I like (laughs) it
2: (laughs) it is a good uh, it's a it's a better show
0: yeah I just Uh, I enjoy the realistic bits in it yeah that's just every there's certain little bits where you're just like yep that's that's entirely... Oh, yeah, that ship's sinking. All of our wallets are on that. My car keys are on that. Like, what are we going to do? I watched
2: an old uh, American TV show this week, and if Luke can guess it, I will be really impressed.
1: Isn't this the show that I recommended to you, though, bro? <sighs> <sighs> that, that was the joke.
3: Okay. The old show. <laughs>
2: I will be really impressed what uh, if Lucas is what I watched this week. What do you I, think? I, I have
1: watched? no, I I have no idea what Fro watched. I think it may have been shuffle, shuffle,
2: shuffle, Rockford Files. Yes, I have watched Rockford Files. I'm so impressed that you guessed that acting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, man, that was great. (laughs) Yeah, and and see, no, um, uh, not a huge fan. To be completely honest, a little too much uh, uh, car scenes. Uh, Why do they have to have a car chase scene in every freaking episode? Look,
1: that's what it's famous for.
2: I, like, I, I mean, I blinked, and, and I was like, oh, it's another car scene. Hooray.
1: It does have some great characters in it, though. I mean, his dad his dad is a great character in yes. the show. Yes, uh, yes. And, so he, and he's I, also a good character, but it's very 70s. It's really 70s. And
2: so I saw, like, five episodes, and I gave up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. And three more than Luke normally gives things. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so instead I started, uh, or I continued watching Two and a Half Men uh, for some strange <sighs> reason.
0: See, I used to like that, and that then it got is... rubbish.
2: It's so irritating me now. But... I think it was
0: when the Half a Man became a full man. And it's like, well, it's not Two and a Half Men anymore, is it? <laughs> right, yeah. Was just know. three guys. It was a good boy. He was such a cute boy. He was. He was. But now he's a man. He's a bloke. Just subdued.
2: But um, what I did see this week was Darren Brown, Miracle, finally out. And that was on um, British TV 4? Yeah. Wanted to see? Yeah, saw the Uh, advert for that. Don't you like Darren Brown?
0: I'm not a huge Darren Brown fan. What? I know, but I I'm never. I watch some things. Again. Oh god, not you as well. <laughs> I've had people. I've had somebody have a go at me before for not liking Darren Brown, but watching Jeremy Kyle.
2: That
3: is like wow. Well,
0: thing. I just, you know, there's only so many times you can see a whole lot of people being fooled and be fooled yourself, but not actually be there by something. It's just.
2: Oh my god. You are so wrong about. I this. think I watched his. Is
0: was it him that did the?
1: Tell everybody else who Darren Brown is, or am I just gonna
2: sit here? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're just going to sit there. Okay, relax. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a. Uh, what could I call him? A mind reader.
0: Yeah, uh, and controller, and. Yeah. Not, he sort of hypnotizes people. Yeah. And Enough. can. Get their brains to do, make them do things and stuff.
2: And he's brilliant; like he's the best uh, one at doing it. And did he's...
0: he do the uh, uh, oh, what's it called, Russian roulette thing? Yes. Was it Darren Brown that did that? Yeah. I watched yeah, that, yeah. the roulette live That's thing. So, so
2: yeah. scary, so <laughs> scary. Uh, yeah, he done um, so many good things. Um, he's openly gay. Um, and uh, it's not that many years ago he came out of the closet, and his book is so so brilliant. I love his book. Uh,
0: so I'll probably be interested in reading his book rather than
2: watching. Yeah, because he he struggled so much with talking like this, stuttering. Yes, stuttering. and you can see it in his shows. That he struggles with stuttering as well as a grown-up, he uses it in a brilliant way, and you can see him like, "Yeah, oh, Darren Brown is good, so good. Ah, oh, I want to marry Darren Brown." Uh, yeah.
0: Well, maybe you can. Yeah.
2: Maybe I. Depends.
0: Think. We know he's openly gay, but is he single as well, or is he openly gay because he got himself a fellow and was like, "Hey, look at my man."
2: Yeah. I think he's been uh, with his stage manager for many, many years. Oh, <laughs> And he has a cute dog as well, as every gay man has. It's if you're cool. gay and don't have a dog, you're not really that
0: gay. Unless you've got a cat.
2: Uh, 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 yes, of course. You, have you can have a
0: cat. You either have a cat or a dog. Yeah. Something but, uh, furry.
2: <laughs> something cute. furry and cute.
0: Yeah, you could have a little house rabbit or something, mm-hmm. or dust you know, bunny, even uh, certain lizards and oh, a yes. bearded dragon that'd be cool with mm-hmm. a little bow tie on or something. Mm-hmm. I wish I was a gay man, <laughs> I'd be so flamboyant, I really would.
2: I wish I was a gay
0: man. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: You're more than welcome to join the conversation Luke I was just thinking I have no lost idea it. what's happening
1: at all right now
2: <laughs> It's like you
1: guys forget we're on a podcast completely and you're just going off on your own thing.
2: Have you seen w w e film this week
0: I have it was um actually yeah, well. You'll all see. It was Scooby-Doo and WWE, Curse of the Speed Demon. Uh, It was
2: in my punishment that I was going to see this as well. I have seen it. Uh, The reason why I haven't taken any notes is because I haven't slept for two days. Because somebody has moved a lot lately, like two days now, straight and my back is hurting. I don't know if I have mentioned that during this podcast, but my back is kind of hurting me. So I haven't really slept. So suddenly I could sleep a little and I had so much I had to see. I was like, oh my God, I have time to see this and take notes and sleep at the same time. And I have to fix my computer for getting this podcast on the road and oh. So, I asked Tilly, can you please take notes? So, I guess she has
0: taken some notes. I've taken many notes.
2: Yeah. Which is a Have you watched this movie?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. What did you think about it?
1: Uh, it's the exact same uh, story and everything from the first one. It's like they just copy and paste it, but... Yeah. Yes. We'll get into that.
2: My... Biggest
1: problem with this movie? Can you guess that, what that is? Drones can't have somebody on top of them while they're flying around?
2: <laughs> no. Okay. Um, Bidler, you want to guess?
0: Vince singing the national
2: anthem? No. My biggest problem with this is the car thing. Like, this make no Sense at all? Like, why would WWE go into making car shows?
1: Because WWE like, Crush Hour for PlayStation One. Really? Yep, that's the only other time WWE has gone into any type of racing car game like, thing.
2: It made no freaking sense at all. Like, why? Why? Why not have this? I understand why they couldn't have this in the wrestling environment because that's not the point of the movie. But and they already did that because that's what the they last W did Scooby Doo. Yeah. Yes. The classic one. But I, I just it freaking irritated me so much that I, I yeah.
1: It really seemed know. like maybe Scooby the Scooby Doo writers or whoever uh wrote this, they had this whole Scooby Doo Concept with the cars, and they could have just filled in the characters that were wrestlers with anybody, and they, they, right. that's how they made it. So I think that's right. yeah. what, what it is. Yeah, it irritated the freak out of me. Really, what bothered me is why do you need two people in a race at, car race in each car?
0: Because one's supposed the... to be doing the navigation. Yeah, and the One other is supposed to be driving. To say... Left, left, left. Right, right, right. Left, hard left, right, right,
1: right, right. Right, but that never happens in the show. <laughs> I, <know.
0: laughs>
1: I never this is a car navigate too. them. Yeah.
0: The pu- the whites of their eyes are the same color as their skin, unless you Scooby yeah, Doo. <laughs> okay. So that was one If we're getting that
1: deep into it, we'd have to ask, uh, how did they get the uh, the Scooby Mobile fixed in less than a day to like have massive tires on it and like right. all these other things? Yeah. Okay. My second complaint
2: is. When we, for example, see Kofi Kingston, he looks nothing like Kofi Kingston. Like, I I have seen bad drawings of Kofi Kingston in my life, but he looked like generic, Mac uh, MacJeric guy, I'm black. Like, I could see nothing in that cartoon that looked like Kofi Kingston at all. It's
1: headed. It... No. Yeah, he's got the hair. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, that's the only thing. But nothing else in Kofi Kingston's character looks like Kofi Kingston. And there are some other wrestlers uh, in this uh, that I have the same problem with. It's so weird. Like, if they want to make a cartoon out of things, it should actually look like yeah, the thing they are portraying.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's Scooby Doo. It's a little more stylized, so everybody's gonna look a little weird. At least they've
0: used the real thinking. voices, not like Camp right. WWE with their fake, stupid voices.
1: Yeah. I was actually surprised to hear Vince McMahon use his real the voice in the
2: show. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it was sad to see uh, see Cody, not, not Cody Rhodes. Dusty. Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: and to hear him. him. But yeah. So now. Okay. Um, at the beginning, in the title thing... <laughs> so, ow! Yeah, sorry, the cat um, decided to dig a claws into me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I forget everybody can't see the fact that I had a cat on me, attacking me for the past half an hour. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: yeah, in the beginning title bits... So I can actually
2: in... say that you need to grab your pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. I did that. I needed, needed to maybe swipe it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, um... We know from the very first bit that it's a Hanna-Barbera, WWE Studios and Warner Brothers animation, which actually may be more interested in watching it, because, you know, the first one and the last one are really good studios. Um, And it comes up with all of them, all of the people that are in it. We've got Undertaker, Triple H and Steph, Seamus, Goldust and Stardust, they're a little driving team as are Triple H and Steph, Um, Dusty Rose, Miz and Paige that ride together, uh, El Torito and Los Matadores, there's three of them. I don't get why some have got three, some have got two. But anyway, Lana and Rusev, Michael Cole's in it, which is the worst thing about it, I think. He um,
3: really
0: is. Yeah, because he's he's just Michael Cole. They've not even I don't think they've even written for him. Just hey Michael oh, Cole, he's... say stupid stuff.
1: I don't know if you have this in your notes, but at one point in this, he says the phrase flaccid flapjack. And I just, <laughs> that, that was it. I was, I was done. I was like, what does that even mean? Oh
0: how my is, how God. How does a flapjack
1: even get flaccid? I don't understand what
0: that means. Uh, uncooked. I, I dread to think. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, we start off, we've got Scooby and Shaggy sitting in a van. Doesn't look like the mystery machine, though. Um, watching TV, eating, as they normally are. Um, Scooby tries to fix the aerial because they've got a bit of uh, disturbance going on and opens the window and they remember that they're actually in a food van on the racetrack so they can see everything, so they don't need to be watching the telly. Michael Cole announcing that um, the Two Awesome that's driven by Paige and Miz um, is against the... um, Oh, what's it called? The Moscow... I'll it down later on. Is it the Moscow Express? With Rusev and Lana? Um,
1: yeah, it looked like a train of some type. Moscow... Moscow Mauler? I, was... I don't remember. No, that's Rusev. I think it I was remember.
0: Express. Just the Moscow Express. The big old train. Um, and Seamus and the Dust Brothers Golden Star. Um the, both the Dust Brothers are oh, what I'm calling them rather than Gold Stardust. Both Bruce, Dust Brothers are on the bonnet being weird and annoying and shameless, which is a big thing all the way through this. Um Paige is driving, which maybe odd because you know the Miz is there, but he wants to protect his face. Um So yeah, there's a whole lot of announcing and Michael Cole doing his Michael Cole thing. Blech. Um we go to the gang that are at the event. Of course they are, because Scooby and Shaggy are doing the food, so everybody else turns up. And they go worst food
2: servers in the world. They're supposed to
0: sell
2: sell sell food. They have the price for the food there,
0: and they give away the freaking food. And to be (laughs) fair, they're also serving dead meat on a bun. (laughs) True. That's their their biggest seller. Apparently, is dead meat on a bun. And yeah, they've got a huge queue waiting and. Uh, the guys walk up to him, we hear Michael Cole announcing that Vince is there. Um, Vince is sort of, well, they're asking him for his predictions really on the race. And he's saying that Steph's been far too busy to be able to win. And on that note, the company car rolls in, which is Triple H and Steph's big racy car. Vince isn't happy with that. So he storms off. And, um, It's the only thing that actually
1: looks like a car in the show. Everything else doesn't really look like a car. Yeah,
0: no, no, this one this one makes sense. Um, Yeah, Shaggy and Scooby are massively excited about going to see The Undertaker and get into all of his Undertaker gear Um, and they're eating Dead Man's Curve pretzels, which apparently are the same shape as the curve on the mountain that they're going to be racing on later. Um, Oh, and Fred's becoming a gearhead. He stopped researching what he was researching before, and now he's researching all engines and stuff. Um, and we hear the bells. It's The Undertaker. Um, Shaggy and Scooby get ridiculously excited, jumping all over everywhere, um, as Dusty Rhodes and The Undertaker come out. Um, but then, as soon as The Undertaker actually gets near them, they cack themselves a bit, and they're just their normal scaredy-pants selves. Um
1: is Dusty in his tights with the polka dots in this scene? I think so. Okay. Why does he wear polka dots from the 1980s that he hasn't worn in, like, years? Like, what little yeah. kid is like, oh, yeah, that's Dusty Rhodes. I recognize him from the 80s when I wasn't alive. <laughs>
0: yeah. God knows. But, again, WWE logic, they have a, a part in this, so. <laughs> um All right. right, so we come to – Kofi's just finishing a report to camera. and. Um, Sort of finishes that, signs off and Mr... Qu- is it Mr. Qualls? That's where he says his name is Mr. Qualls. Um, tells him that it's been it's his best yet and um, starts listing dangerous events that he's pitched in the past and that he's done in the past of all things where people have uh, been hurt and stuff. Basically, he's, he's starting to sound like a bad dude that doesn't care about people. Um, Dusty and Taker are at the starting line. And we get the sort of ready steady go! Big green flashy go everywhere. Um Cole says that they're the favourites. Uh and just after he says that, a car emerges out of a massive explosion and runs the legend mobile, um, which has got Taker and Dusty in it. Uh Taker fights back and the demonic racer grows a scorpion tail out of the back of his car and flips them over. <laughs> dusty's fine you see him standing next to it but taker's trapped underneath it but he's alive and the demon says something about the race is cursed and the curse of inferno is upon you end this race or suffer dusty tries to fight the demon wrestling style um who would do this yeah i know especially you know size wise and things
1: well not only that you would realize that this isn't a living person if you think it's a demon you would why would you wrestle a demon what are you gonna do choke it out it
0: doesn't even make sense scream and run away right (laughs) yeah so yeah the the demon hurts dusty badly and drives off into loads of dust and the undertaker shouts threateningly towards the dust that is going to get him um we next see dusty in an ambulance um with Undertaker talking to him and telling him that he needs to rest and that he can't really come and do the race because it's, it's too dangerous. I'll and, um... Rest
2: in peace.
0: Yeah, not quite like that yet. Oh. <laughs> but Golden Star just carry him off supporting him. And, uh, Kofi comes up doing another one of his reports asking if the Undertaker will be withdrawing. And, um... Oh, that's where I've put, and he says, rest in peace. <laughs> mm. Kofi asks the Miz and Paige what they think, and Miz is all like, another monster attack? Really? Says Miz, and Paige is like, shoving him out of the way and being all nice about um, Dusty and stuff, and sort of trying to make up for Miz being a douche. By uh, the way,
2: uh, she's, she's actually uh, um, uh, now go, got a second health uh, coating
0: yeah, what's she done this time? Like, well, I saw I that yesterday. Tweet,
1: it said something about uh, getting doctor's note. So more than likely she didn't get a doctor's note for some painkiller or something. So, oh, yeah.
0: okay. Well, anyway. Yep. She was being nice in this cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shaggy wants to run away because obviously they're scared and Scooby is down with that idea. Uh, The gang are all trying to convince them to stay, and they're they're not having it, but they realise that they've got food in the van, so they go to the van to nick all the food. As they're leaving, they bump into Vince, um, and he sort of stops them going anywhere, and wants to employ Mystery... Is it Mystery Inc? Their little mystery gang. He wants to employ them, and Fred comes up and says yes, and... Shaking Scooby, aren't happy but they have to stay now. Um, the, van, the gang go to investigate the track, um, and Velma starts telling a story about the nineteen thirties of this racer who was. It sounds like he just drove like a complete dick, and was dr- riding like driving people <laughs> off the road and stuff, and you know. But yeah, apparently she knows he... about
1: this, but the people that own this racetrack don't remember it, apparently. So yeah,
0: nobody has a clue. She's found this book all of a sudden. They've just been employed for it and wandered down. But she's found this book. Um apparently he died on Dead Man's Curve because he was going too fast and didn't realise that half the track had washed away. As, That's a as always, name happens. Then. yeah. I think it was Quite called Dead Man's Curve already.
1: <laughs> oh, well, there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. They just they knew. Well, don't drive on this, it's dangerous. Before cars were even invented, um, Fred finds some sulfur on the floor. And while they're sort of discussing that it's sulfur, um, Walter Qualls, I've written it down again, it must be Qualls, who's the producer guy that does all the dangerous programmes, interrupts them and asks them to back off, but sort of nicely. And I kind of, you know, this demon is going to bring a lot of money. And, you know, maybe it's a zombie. And um, then later he's on, the
1: wrestling promoter in this, even though we have Vince McMahon in the show, this guy, yeah. Walter Qualls, is the re- uh, wrestling promoter character, even though he's promoting these race.
2: So,
0: yeah, he basically he's just he's coming across as a, the money hungry guy. Right. Um, and he sends them down to go and interview the racers. So they go down to the um, pit and split up. Uh, Shaggy and Scooby go to interview Golden Stardust and they're just weirding him out, well, weirding them out. So they uh, run away and hide, which is where they meet the Undertaker. And obviously they're petrified again, but he wants to let them know, you know, that he's he likes them and, you know, kind of not to be afraid and to let him know if they find anything out because he wants to come and help. Um Look at that El Torito jumps in, and he's all over Scooby. Scooby, 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 Scooby! Because he's a massive fan of Scooby Doo, which is a bit bizarre, considering that in Scooby Doo they're famous being. Well, he's not called Scooby in his famous name, is he? I can't remember what they said it was. Because it's the Skinny Man and the Summit. Oh,
1: anyway. Dead Meat. Yeah. Skinny Man and Dead Meat is
0: what they called them. But El Torito's jumping all over him calling him Scooby. Absolutely loving him. So as Torito's jumping all over um scooby doo we flip over to Los Matadoras and Velma. And she's, you know, ask a few questions. They're they're clean. They're just doing it for the pride and everything. They're not they're not dirty. Um then the gang are all there with the authority. And Vince comes in and tells Steph that she can't race. Um because she's, you know, it's too dangerous, and she's got too much work to do, and all the rest and of it. He's so
1: concerned about his ch- children's well-being that Mister McMahon. Oh, That's totally!
0: It's all about all about the well-being of his family and people that work for him. Um, while this is going on, we've got El Torito now riding Scooby Doo around the whole roof, <laughs> which I quite liked that touch. And he's still it Scooby, happens,
1: scooby, a, scooby. It happens again later, but yeah, it's a oh, definitely does it? a running thing.
0: Oh, I may yeah, have missed it. Yeah, uh, when they're in
1: the when they're in the cabin, remember? But
0: we'll get oh, yeah, yeah, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've got Vincent, the thing coming to tell Steph no. Um, and Qualls, the promoter guy, calls everybody to dinner. Everybody legs it over. Um, Steph tells Triple H that she's not going to let. Vince Stopper, like it's not going to be that easy. We're all in the canteen, everybody's in there, and they've got the $1 million prize for the race on display. Just out there, like, loose notes as you do when you're eating your food. Found that a bizarre thing. And um, Dusty Gazelle. The food they
1: have seems to just all be fruit. That's all they eat, apparently.
0: Unless it's uh, Shaggy or Scooby. And it's sandwiches. where was I? Yeah, um, Dusty starts warning about the curse and being sort of creepy about it and storms off. Taker talks about quitting, but Quo's really doesn't want that because, you know, he brings in five points or something on the ratings. So Steph pairs the Undertaker with Shabby and Scooby to create Team Taker, which, again, makes total sense, having a dog and a pothead riding along. Um, Right,
1: because they know all about navigating the car, they know all about the tracks, and, you know, uh, when you're racing, it's a good idea to just substitute in people instead of... because none of the other drivers will be like, hey, that's not really fair. You can't just trade people out, but all right.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting choice.
1: We'll get a little more into that later with The Miz and... uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, we've got Big Earl who we meet, um, is a mechanic, but he's very poor. And we're told, you know, he's, he's moaning about how much one school book costs, I think. Um,
1: and that he hasn't bought a new jump, uh, like uh, garage jumpsuit, and that's why his jumpsuit's all dirty, is because he doesn't get to wash it or anything.
0: So. Yeah, he's, he's covered in dust. Um... Right, yeah, Vigail is poor. Take his car's totaled and he does the rust in peace thing and Fred (laughs) with his new knowledge that he's got from reading a book um, (laughs) offers to help Um, and as he offers to help he notices that Big Earl's covered in talc from apparently airbags which is, there's a lot of talc going on in this episode, there is loads Um, Steph and Triple H take Daphne for a manicure which yep, okay, and Fred Gets on to work with Big Earl, and yeah, they work all the way through the night. We get a working montage of them fixing the
1: uh, pile of junk. When you say it was a broken car, it's just a pile of different pieces of metal at this point, like on the floor. Yeah, they have
0: been on fire as well. Yeah, were saying about the fire took out everything? So yeah, they worked overnight, one night till the morning, and in the morning we see Earl helping Fred home doing the sort of drunken A-frame as you help people. Right, yeah. And now we're at the start of the race. Um, It's about to start, and Cole explains the whole time trial challenge that they're going to have three races, and it's all done on timings and things. It's not just whoever gets there first, which, well, kind of is, but anyway. Um, Team Taker is in the Scubinator, and i have put in brackets, it's just a big sandwich. They've used the um, food van and souped it up with the wheels off the other thing and stuff, which, again, really, really plausible. Um, Fred's absolutely exhausted and keeps falling asleep. And um, he lets Team Taker know that all you've got to do is for more speed, just push the and then falls asleep
1: right splash water in his face i'm like what yeah and then they just drive away before he can fit
0: why are you driving away (laughs) yeah just let them know and they're like yeah what 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 um the race starts go the scuba is really slow like ridiculous um kofi comes in this is what you were on about earlier where kofi sort of surfs in on a drone commentating on what's going on so he's eye in the sky standing on a drone going after all these cars right which um,
1: i've se- there is like i've seen one youtube video of a guy flying on a drone but i think the most he went was like 50 feet or something like that across a lake but yeah this yeah. guy's flying on a drone so interesting
0: yeah he- heroically almost um rusev there's something wrong with rusev and lana's car um
1: It's got a face on the front of it because it looks like it came from Shining Time Station. Like, why is this Thomas the Tank Engine? What's happening? (laughs) It's the
0: it's the Moscow Express, also known as Jeff the Engine.
3: Right. Okay. (laughs)
0: Um. Yeah. So there's something wrong with their vehicle. So Rusev gets out with his magnetic boots that they all have apparently, so they don't have
1: to stop. All explains right.
0: Yeah. They don't have to stop. He can just climb out with the boots on and fix stuff. Um, El Torito comes and lands on the windscreen. Um, Oh, it's on the windscreen of Seamus, I think, and then jumps back in with Lost Matadoras. Seamus tells um, the Dust Brothers that are already doing his head in, like, why don't they just get lost and they just disappear and leave just traces of gold dust behind them. Uh, The Authority are winning, that's that's a theme for this spoiler. Um, Scubinator, uh, their last and rubbish. Too awesome, which is the Miz and, um Page and Moscow Express back battle for second place. And then a demon car appears. Um, Kofi decides to go in closer on his drone, which you really wouldn't bloody do if you're standing on a drone and a demon appears in a demon car. You're not going to get closer on your drone, like no. He's the
1: top reporter at Kofi Kingston, though, so he's got to get in and get the shot.
0: Oh, yeah, totally, because that's his job. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, the demon jumps out of his own car and onto the top of You know of what it. I want
1: to happen at the next Royal Rumble? Kofi goes out of the ring, and he lands on a drone and then flies in the air and then gets <laughs> back in the ring. Yes. That would be awesome. Okay.
0: That would be awesome. Maybe give it five years we <laughs> okay. have to do it <laughs> and i'll
1: be able to do it then yeah, yeah
0: it will be possible um so yeah, the demo demo the demon's jumped on the um, onto his own car and there's another big this race is doomed all those who oppo- oppose inferno will perish so we now know that this demon dude's called inferno and then his car scorpion tail thing shoots fire at kofi breaking the um propellers on the drone but it leaves him the camera so he can still report which is uh, helpful Lana's screaming at Rusev to go Well, go 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 a lot um, as they drive over a bridge that's been set on fire by this scorpion tail um, <laughs> the demon surfing his car and attacking the company car um, the gang notice that Vince isn't anywhere and find it a bit weird, because, you know, Steph was already and he, he should be there. Fred wakes up and says, just push the red button on the dashboard. But, obviously, they can't hear that. But somehow, at that very moment, Scooby hits the uh, button thing with his nose from a big jolt, and they get right. the booster button. But, yeah, brilliant. But they- unless, did they... No, they didn't love my got out of a or
1: video game where the car goes up and does a backflip for some reason and then comes down the other side of a mountain. So yeah, yeah. That was fun, phenomenal. Cars do backflips. Yeah,
0: and they can um, jump a big from. They can take off from a broken fiery bridge and land on the other side of the broken fiery bridge. Still so, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, they
1: have <laughs> rocket boosters, so that yeah. Ex- yeah. Explanation done. Rocket
0: boosters. But- um, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll let you have the rocket boosters one. <laughs> um, Undertaker's chasing after Inferno, um, who throws smoke and disappears. Um, and everybody comes to the finish line. We've got the Authority, one, first. Team Taker's second. Lost Matador is third. Um, the Dust reappeared. Oh, the Dust's reappeared, as in Gold Dust and Stardust. have reappeared right at the end when they're not needed and Seamus isn't very happy with them cuz they've been gone for the whole thing. Um now everyone's in the tent eating. I don't know if this is the same tent as earlier. I didn't notice if it was uh if it had the I thought that was million the room, dollars. But this
1: is it, it looks like the same kind of setup. They have the, like the same tables, yeah. of food and things like they're,
0: that. They're all together. They're this all is, eating stuff.
1: This is the part where something really racist happens, right? <laughs>
0: Eh, uh, potentially. Let's see if I've picked it up in my notes and not noticed it. Um, Cole's interviewing Triple H and Steph. And okay, Lama's... yeah.
1: It was right here. Yeah. Right at the beginning of this scene, the first thing you see is El Torito run into frame and there's food on this table and he goes, <gasps> burrito, burrito, burrito! And he grabs yeah. two burritos and he goes,
2: burrito, burrito, burrito!
1: And runs out the other...
0: Wow, yeah. okay. He was. He had the same reaction to that as he did with the Scooby. I nearly wrote that down, but didn't. I think maybe my brain had just gone. No, don't, don't, don't The thing about. is, there's
1: food. Yeah, there's food all over the table. Plenty of different kinds of food, and they're he's pointing out in. that he's he's Mexican, and so he yeah. loves burritos. Terrible.
0: Unless the actual guy does like burritos. Well, well, everybody likes
1: burritos. That's not the thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I suppose, yeah. (laughs) Nobody
1: doesn't like burritos. Come on now.
0: I don't know if I've ever had one. I'm more of a heaters kind of girl.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I like both, but yeah.
0: Mexican food. Mm. Mmm. So now we've got the amazing interviewer, Kofi, as he's interviewing um, Undertaker, and Taker isn't scared of the demon. Like, whatever. He doesn't care. Um miz sort of jumps in on the interview after i think taker walks off and miz sort of does his miz thing of hey yeah i'm really important that's me things and starts slagging page off and page comes in and starts basically a massive wrestling match between everybody in that room i didn't quite i think basically they're all fighting they're all doing each other's heads in and page started it um Vince turns up, so the fight sort of stops, and everybody wants to have different partners, so they decide that Lana and Paige are going to be driving the two awesome, Rusev and the Miz are now going to be driving the Moscow Express, and the taker takes Shaggy and Scooby somewhere safe.
1: <laughs> this is what away from about. This you fighting. can't just, in the middle of a race, switch drivers and cars. That's Especially with how all...
0: different the cars are, because Miz wasn't right. driving before. And now yeah. Paige is it's driving two the-
1: completely different teams. It just yeah, whatever. Yeah. And this is the part is. where Triple H this is the first part where Triple H is wearing an entire suit and he just takes one hand and rips off it all with just one hand. <laughs> Somehow pulling his pants and jacket and shirt and tie all off with one hand all at once.
0: It's all Pretty in the good. stitching. <laughs> right you're <laughs> just gonna loosen it in certain places you can do the whole well, thing, the thing with one is, hand.
1: if you watch it, it it just rips into like a million tiny pieces <laughs> so it's like yeah
0: <gasps> it's a paper suit
1: right i guess so it's that's really what
0: beautiful. it is it's a paper Fairway suit, suit. <laughs> <laughs> amazing don't go out in the rain um Yeah, so Shaggy and Scooby are being taken somewhere safe and Dusty does another warning about the demon being all sort of creepy and, oh, careful, there's bad juju afoot kind of thing. Um, (laughs) I've just written about the next bit that just Velma doesn't like Steph. It's the girly bit that they had to put in it where Velma's sort of, oh, Daphne, you're getting on really well with Steph and I don't trust her. And I'm just jealous because you're my friend. Um, Now we're in the motel where they're all sleeping. I think it's a motel in the racetrack, or the racetracks around the motel, because they've got all yeah, of their everything's there. Yeah,
1: they show the hotel there.
0: later. Yeah. yeah. It is. Oh, good. Um, yeah, we've got the Undertaker snoring, and Shaggy and Scooby sitting in bed, eating donuts, and um, Shaggy realises that they're completely out of snacks, which obviously is the worst thing in the world if you're Shaggy and Scooby. Um, so they head down to the Scuba Nator. And have ridiculous sandwiches of. I can't even remember what he puts in it. It's like mackerel and chocolate spread and God knows right. what else.
1: Um, Something ridiculous, totally. Yeah. That's the gimmick. That's what it Yeah.
0: Is. Basically, it's just everything they could find is in a sandwich. Um, and they get disrupted by a clanking sound. And they sort of look out or go out and see Inferno. He chases them and then runs off. And they run away past the Miz. Who's, um, I've put jogging, but it looked like juggling. (laughs) The Miz is jogging around, saying how awesome he is. And, um, they run away. He goes into hide and jumps out on the Inferno and wrestles him. So there's a lot of, all these wrestlers keep trying to wrestle this demon. Um, The demon gives him an
1: airplane spin because, of course, the demon's from the 1930s, so he does (laughs) wrestling moves from the 1930s.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Taker arrives, but Miz has already got the um, demon in a figure-four leg lock, as you do. Um, The demon, Inferno, then makes some smoke, manages to get out the hold in the smoke, and then um, says some more menacing words. Can't remember what he said. Makes more smoke and disappears. So he's doing a lot of the smoke. Um, It turns out that the demon was cutting the brake line on the company car and they found more talcum powder near the car um, with footprints in it. And apparently it's because Triple H checked the airbags and they explained that airbags have to be packed with talcum powder because otherwise they stick to themselves and stuff and whatever the other reasons are, friction. Um, we
1: all really know that the Inferno just really has a bad rash, you know, down there. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, it needs to keep places dry right now.
1: <laughs> right. Um, Got some jock itch going on that Inferno. Yeah.
0: So. That's why he's so annoyed. That's why he's so angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vince again asks Steph not to race, but she's not scared of the demon and not really having any of it. Um, and is there. Sort of, he appears looking sort of all sinister and I don't know if he gives another little warning there or if he's just there and looks I think he just looks um and now we're at the next day and we've got the race because they've sorted out the um brake line and everything got that fixed um the authority get a head start because they won the day before then Lana and Paige Rusev and Miz um get like is it the 32nd head start the authorities get right yeah Um, Yeah, as soon as Lana and Paige Rusev and Miz go, Vince disappears and that's sort of noted by everybody Um, we go to Seamus and the dusts and the dusts disappear again thus annoying Seamus more Um, the company car drives off a cliff no no warning about this or anything we just see the company car going off a cliff but it's right because it's going into water and it can float as can all of them and we're now in a boat race because all the cars are now boats.
1: <laughs> they can They They. can't. Can just. They, they can float, but when they jump off the cliff at, at the beginning, they're like submarines, and they're waterproof, and they can go under the water until they float, and then they, they're boats. Very strange. Yeah.
0: So these uh, weird submersible boaty cars are now having a, a boat race, and certain ones are faster on the water than they are. Um, Lana's holding back speed-wise to let Rusev win. And uh, Paige obviously isn't very happy about that. But Inferno appears, so they can't bitch at each other for too long, and goes after the Celtic cruiser that's got just Seamus in it now because the dust has disappeared. Um, And he goes after two awesome and the. Is it Pamploma Especial? Which has got.
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Rusev pulls a U turn because he wants to save Lana and Paige, but I think mostly Lana, and Inferno goes off after the company car. Triple H jumps uh, onto Inferno's car boat thing and starts fighting him, Um, but Inferno chucks him off and Steph catches him on her car, as, you know, is possible, and he was unscathed. Uh, Team Taker appear out of nowhere, as Michael Cole says. Um... Inferno pushes them with his car, and um, oh no, they pushes him and them off course. So we've got oh, Team right, Taker yeah. in the scuba, whatever it was called, the big sandwich.
1: <laughs> and this, right here somewhere is where he throws Seamus. I think you probably just went over that, and he says he flung. Michael Cole says this is he flung him like a flaccid flapjack. <laughs>
0: How did I miss that? You I can't don't believe know, but I it was missed that. the worst that. line
1: of the whole movie.
0: <laughs> oh, brilliant! But yeah, so it pushed them off course, and then we see that it's towards a waterfall. Ah, and the um, engine isn't working. You know, everything's everything's looking pretty dire for the guys. But it's all right because Kofi gets on a drone and goes to help, and gets knocked off. Um.
1: He, like, goes out of control when he gets near the demon. Uh, yeah.
0: That. that was it. He gets loses control, drops. That's when his camera's all right, isn't it? He sort of picks it up and goes, well, at least the camera's okay.
1: Right. The the drone explodes, but the camera apparently isn't connected to any power pack on the drone. It's got its own power supply and stuff, I guess. So the yeah, camera's prob- fine.
0: Probably. <laughs> camera's okay. Most important thing. Um <laughs> Yeah, we yes, see the li- end of the Life,
2: race. life and death for takes now. That doesn't really matter.
0: Nah, it's not that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the end of this race ended with the company car coming first again, the Pamploma Express coming second, the Moscow Express coming third, and the Celtic Cruiser coming fourth. Obviously, the Taker Shaggy and Scooby one didn't finish because they're about to go over a waterfall. Um, they in their boat car thing as it's filling up with water, searching frantically to try and find something that will help, and they don't find anything and go straight over the waterfall. Surely they're all going to die. But no, Undertaker somehow's got a rope from... Did, did either of you see where he... Oh, did he right. When they're in, when they're in the
1: car, they can't find anything, but then Undertaker pulls out a bo- ba- uh, box of sausages. So it's not a rope, it's <laughs>
0: Oh, it's sausages! Yeah, it's right. sausage. Links.
1: So as as Undertaker's pulling them like Scooby and Shaggy are on his back. So this is Princess Bride is what's happening right here. Uh, yeah. Uh, Undertaker is pulling them up on the sausage links, and of course Scooby and Shaggy are eating the sausages as they're climbing up the
0: <laughs> climbing up the rope. So I think I was probably trying to write too fast and not proper watching. Sure. Um. Now we've got the gang all sort of discussing who they suspect and who's suspicious. And, um, Vince comes in and tells all the races that the race is carrying on. They're not going to stop it just because the demon, um, undertaker really sad because he wanted to win and open a, a Was it a youth comedy theater and puppetry? And puppet School of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which is brilliant. I'd love that. I'd totally go to that. Um, and he says, of...
1: "What? I like puppets."
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. That's that's a given. Um everybody starts having a go at Triple H and Steph, saying that you know it's clearly something to do with them. And um, they say, "Well, all right, if you think it is us, that's fair enough. But how about we just we won't have our head start then, and then you can have like a fair a fair race. The the demon's got nothing to do with us." Um. And they ask Vince where he goes when he disappears. Like the um the gang do. And he says that he goes to run the entire WWE when he's gone. That's what he's doing. Uh,
1: um This was the awesome part. He's walking away and he says, Yeah. I'm I might be walking away and it may seem suspicious, but it's not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um and Daphne's talking to Steph and sort of saying, you know, what what people think and things. And Steph lets Daphne know that her dad doesn't give her anything easy. Like, she has to work really hard for everything she does. More so, in fact. You know, usual Steph thing. And Dusty and his boys are looking on at them really sinisterly. So now we've got not just Dusty looking creepy. We've got the two Rhodes brothers as well. Mm-hmm. Um this is, yeah, Shaggy and Scooby are playing with El Torito and Los Matadores again. And they're uh, sort of doing a ball fight type thing by the looks of it. And they get scared by a noise. It was Taker. And he's just rolled up in his souped up mystery machine. Which, obviously, Fred's been able to soup up using magical parts.
1: I, I guess they pulled parts out of the uh, the water? at. Out- Waterfall? I don't know where they got these parts. But.
0: <laughs> no, especially as it's been set on fire before and then and chucked then over a cliff. A there wouldn't be any, yeah, I don't think right. there'd be any saveable parts. But they've got it now. It's the mystery machine that looks all big. Now um, we're in the race and the whole gang are in the vehicle, which gets pointed out, but I suppose they have to be there because it's coming towards the end now. Um, they're all sort of talking about their um, theory that the drones were affected by the remote controls used to steer Inferno's vehicle. So that's how the demon's been able to be on top of his car and not lose control of it at the same right. time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we go, we see um, Seamus's car with dust and Stardust. We've got Goldust playing the fiddle and Stardust playing the bagpipes and they're doing sort of a little jig song. And Seamus has decided that he uh, quite likes them now. And that he's mm-hmm. sort of found their use. So that's all you have to do to Seamus. Just play the fiddle at him and he smiles. Um, so then that was pretty racist as well, to be fair. Inferno... Yeah, because,
1: you know, Irish people love bagpipes. And it's their
0: favourite. Oh, yeah.
1: I oh, think more than the, the fiddle. <laughs> that's not <laughs> Irish people? Okay.
0: It, it was Stardust on the bagpipes. So, you know. Um... Inferno appears in front of them. Um, no, he doesn't. He appears behind them, cutting them off so they can't get back. Um, he pushes the mystery, uh, mystery machine um, and they lose their parachute, which apparently is really important because this thing has a parachute as well. It doesn't just drive and float and go underwater. It has a parachute. Well, not anymore. Um, well,
1: yeah. The one, did it, you mention the one thing about this, this last leg of the race is that uh, there's like a sheer cliff drop at, right before the finish line that you have to have the parachute for. So
0: Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're screwed. Um, Inferno starts attacking all of the cars. Lana calls Rusev and tells him to attack the demon. Um, and they both end up jumping on the demon's car and both fall off. Which, I, that was very bizarre. But, um, yeah, they all... Text around a plan and Surround the demon Um, El Torito Oh yeah El Torito Jumps onto Inferno's thing And I put he luches him Because he he just jumps around flips lots of times And stuff doesn't really do anything to him And then flips back into his car Um, Seamus jumps out with a massive sword And cuts off the scorpion tail Um, Inferno throws him off And the mystery machine gets closer to Inferno and they use a remote control to try and control him. It does move his car. Like Uh, an RC
1: car remote control. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like a two-thumbed, two two sticks with a big aerial thing out the middle. Um, But Inferno knocks it onto the floor, so they now can't use that. Um, The Undertaker tells Shaggy and Scooby to drive. Which, I've never asked a dog to drive in my life. I don't, I don't think I, I would. <laughs> but he wants them to drive Well, he jumps out of it. Especially out of their a stone vehicle. dog. Yeah. yeah. That's been eating far too much. You're driving pretty fast. He's probably going to feel a bit sick. And dogs can't stand up or stay upright in a car. They, go, they, don't, they don't understand it. it doesn't work. Anyway, pedantics. Um, so yeah, he's jumped onto Inferno's car to fight him. Fred tells Shaggy and Scooby to head to Dead Man's Curve. Um, they can manage it because it's pretzel shaped and they've been eating loads of these dead man curves pretzels. So because they've eaten them they know the shape that well that they can drive it. Um, <laughs> the company I car drives... I don't think drives...
1: that's how that works. And this is like a one lane road. So yeah. uh, I don't know how you're going to get lost on the side well, of the mountain. No, whatever. exactly.
0: Um, I don't think they'd be able to drive a car going that fast anyway unless they're all just going at like five miles an hour. Um, so, we see the company car going off the cliff, followed by the demon car, but both of them have got parachutes, so it's fine. The mystery machine goes off the edge and somehow tethers itself to the demon car, which makes it fall faster, um, with the Inferno and Undertaker both on it. The demon jumps onto the mystery machine, and they both land. Um, the mystery machine lands perfectly without the demon car thing on top of him and they go straight through and wins um with the demon on it and they set the windscreen wipers off to try and get him off their windscreen um the demon gets thrown off when they break hard and taker goes up and beats the demon inferno up and says he's doing it for dusty because dusty's back injury stopped him being able to go in um right he tombstones him, and Inferno stops glowing red, because he's been glowing red this whole time, and now he's not. Now we get the reveal, where they rip off the mask of the demon person, and it now is... let's see who you really are. Yeah, bum 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 was Triple H! What? Yeah, him and Steph did it. What? They were, yeah, they used an inflatable version of Triple H to look like he was in the car with her when she was, when he was being the demon and stuff. And they also, she dressed up as the demon and went to go and fight everybody. Because, yeah. And Steph got to do the meddling kids line. I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids and your. she says something horrible about Scooby that I didn't write down. Um, right. And yeah, the Vince disappearing thing was all sort of a double bluff because he was just practicing singing the National Anthem for the end of the race, which is how it closes. And it
1: was terrible. Him singing the National Anthem. Wow. Yeah.
0: um... That really was Vince McMahon singing the National Anthem. Actually,
1: now that I think about it, maybe if Tron doesn't send me something, we'll just put in that spot Vince singing the National Anthem. Yes. And nobody will know about it unless they get this far into the show, and it'll be funny. Okay.
0: Hey, I like it. (laughs) Yeah, so that was uh, Scooby-Doo and WWE and the Curse of the Speed Demon. I wouldn't recommend it.
2: <laughs> no.
0: Maybe no. if you're seven.
1: I was going to um, say, I I will probably buy this for my nephew. Because, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's just and I'll, I'll so get it for boring. my nieces.
0: Well, I don't know. It was just a Scooby-Doo episode. Uh, and it feels super long. Oh God, yeah, but it was Ugh. nearly an hour and a half. If Scooby Doo,
2: right? It was something like an hour and
1: fifteen minutes, if you don't count whatever the credits. Um, I thought it was a little shorter than that, but I guess whatever version I was looking at, uh, I was wrong. So, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's Scooby Doo. That's it. Like I said earlier, it, you could have just put any. Uh, cast of a TV show in the spot of where the WWE cast was, and it would be the same show. You know what I mean? Put the cast of Dexter in there.
2: Just the
0: cast of Dexter. Yeah, it wasn't a WWE (gasps) Uh,
2: Speed Demon. Curse of the Speed Demon. (laughs) But it was a snore. It was such a snore.
1: Scooby-Doo Lost. Curse of the Speed Demon. Yeah.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Not my favorite thing of the week. Hey, are you ready to talk about something else?
0: Yeah. Have you
2: watched the movie this week, Tilly?
0: Only that one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what was it called again? No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> I don't know uh, anymore. I've wiped it, now it's gone.
2: <laughs> Luke, have you watched the movie this week?
1: Uh yeah, I saw the last Jason Bourne movie. I'd say this is probably the second best one out of the whole series uh included i the first one is probably the best but it's probably the second best Um, is he in this
0: one yes
1: he's all up in this one all (laughs) over it uh and they do a good job of making it seem like farther in the future where everybody is much more uh grown up and that things have changed as far as technology goes there's a lot of stuff about um Cyber security and things like that in this one So it, it's updated version of Jason Bourne So it makes it interesting okay. uh, I saw well, Scooby Doo And then I watched The Hitcher Which I saw when I was working in a movie theater But I hadn't seen it in a long time It's a good movie so. What
0: genre is it? It's a
1: thriller Like a mental thriller horror type movie
0: So I shouldn't watch it on my own <laughs> At night Uh
1: Maybe not. Probably not. If you're scared easily, I guess.
0: Yeah, I am. I live on the ground floor, so at night time when it's dark, there's no sort of well. If somebody puts a ladder up to climb up to get into my window, there's none of that. They just walk up and smash. Yeah, the window there's a lot in. of
1: <laughs> ju- jump scares and things like that in this movie. So yeah, probably not.
0: Yeah, not on my own.
1: Right. <laughs>
2: uh, I watched uh, Louis Theroux, my son <laughs> Scientology movie. I've talked about that before. Oh. I really
1: um, want to watch that? Yeah, it's really, yeah. I'm. will really probably ask you about it uh, next week because
2: I'll more than likely watch it. So, yeah, it's really good. Uh, but uh, tell me, uh, like, before we move on, I know that you watched Bound for Glory.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, what did Thanks you think? Thanks for that, of? by the way. Yeah, yeah you're more than welcome. <laughs> what did you think about that?
0: Well, it's a few hours of my life that I'm not going to get back, but it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm trying to remember now because we've had the other, the WWE pay per view since. Right. But I liked the uh, the Hardys bit. Yeah. I really liked that, and I'm sure there was another couple of bits that I really liked.
2: Yeah. Did uh, your boyfriend Dick enjoy it?
0: He actually enjoyed it more than I thought he would. He reacted a lot to it, okay. which I think, because if he wasn't enjoying it, he wouldn't react or he'd get annoyed with it and turn it off, I think.
2: Yeah.
0: But, yeah, it, he reacted more than I did because, obviously, he knows more wrestlers and when old people turn up, because he doesn't watch TNA, so he didn't know who was there or what was going on. Right. So he was just sort of like, oh, such and such, and he was trying to figure out who was going to come out and you know, talking about the bromans and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it was. It was kind of refreshing, but I don't. Why did you make me watch it? <laughs> uh, Which Because bit?
2: we <laughs> we talked about it last week when you were not on.
0: Yeah, but you were saying that you'd really enjoyed it and that I should oh, watch yeah.
2: it. I, like I, what I, what I, in particular? I, I super enjoyed that. Uh, I talked about it uh, uh, for length uh, last week, uh, so long that. Uh, uh, Luke started uh, vacuuming in the background actually. Um,
0: it really did. Is it's tr- not even kidding. Can yeah. we do that? I didn't know we could do that <laughs>
2: <laughs> based on the true story. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, I thought it was good. Uh, I really enjoyed the pay per view all over. I-, I thought it was better than No Mercy, that's for sure. Everybody liked No Mercy but me. Yeah. But we're, we're going to talk about that later. Uh, now we're going to hear the audio trailer for The Girl on the Train. Toot toot. Kind of check. A teacher once told me. I oh, was is that her from
0: system American system Horror, Horror. Horror Story? It is. Yeah. Except blurry. Yeah. I like, her. like
4: having a secret.
0: So oh,
2: didn't I, watched, like I watched the uh, I watched the you. book, yeah. I read the book. Oh, cool.
0: A woman disappeared.
4: I saw her from the train. Run
0: away she was, she was with this man. Got a girl on it and she disappeared a bit fast.
3: Just
4: for a second.
1: <laughs> and there's some auto-tune happening in the background for some reason. It's very strange.
0: Bringing it into... This last book?
3: decade. There
0: seems to be... ...quite a bit of sexy rudeness. In the city. Uh, there is are some been
2: sexy been? rudeness in the book. You
3: mean your ex-husband? It's my understanding that the woman who has gone missing... I'm just How sensing that
1: right at the end of this trailer we're gonna get a lot of people crying and then somebody getting so slapped in the face
0: During those hours some point. Point. Yeah. Some, some kind of fight, tussle. Time missing. Right. Oh! Oh, finger rough. sucking!
1: I like that guy, he's good. What
0: happened that night Yeah,
1: actually, know. the two actresses, I can't remember their names right now, but
2: it, I like both of them as well. A lot oh. of good actors. But that I'm freaking that audio night. tunes in the background is horrible. That's, yeah, oh, it that's is.
1: not liking that very much. Did
0: you murder Megan Hick
1: Well, Why no. is T pain in this trailer? I don't need that.
0: I'm not the girl I used to- But I know all the words that song already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's Because them. that
2: is going to be really hard to remember. Because oh, we got somebody crying.
0: She's crying and she's afraid of things. Oh, naked lady running around outside.
2: Girl on the train. So, what is this movie about, says the person that's going soon to bed?
1: Uh, Commuter Rachel Watson Watson, catches daily (coughs) glimpses of a seemingly perfect couple, Scott and Megan, from the window of her train. One day, Watson... Witnesses something shocking unfold in the backyard of the stranger's home.
2: <laughs> Say that
1: five times fast. <laughs> uh, oh, you're going to laugh at everything now, bro. I know. This got a uh, 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Fro, why don't you do yours first? Uh, my review?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. Fro <laughs> took it. sleeping pills and
1: now he is just
3: out uh, of
2: it I'm tired <laughs> I'm Let's tired and I, I want to go to bed I'm soon going to be, uh, go to bed but my uh, review surprise surprise if uh, from a reviewer from Rotten Tomatoes that gave it a uh, one and a half star and, and one of the reasons why I chose this was the beginning uh, and, and her name is Sophie. My review was deleted three times, so I will just give you uh, a quick overview. Emily Blunt is wonderful, but the movie is very flat and lacks of suspense. Most of the characters are uh, not fleshed out and lack subtleties and nuances. In addition, ad- ad- addition to <laughs> many, adaptation, oh, yeah. in addition to many missing or mis, uh, pers- uh, mispresenting scenes. Oh my gosh, it's hard for me to read. Takes away any association. Sense of drama or suspense. Much of the audience, much uh, must have felt the same way as they were taking uh, talking (laughs) through the movie. The book was uh, suspenseful, kept you up to date, page turner. But the movie felt uh, uh, tough. As I uh, wanted uh, the train to arrive. in the station so we could go home. (laughs) I like that. Mostly I wonder why somebody would hire such a talent British actor as Emily Blunt and change the setting of the movie from London to New York. The decision to rail the movie right from the start. And yes, I'm well aware that movies are not exactly like books. But this was a travesty. Save your time and money. Luke.
1: Uh, So I went to the Facebook page. Uh, I got one from Alexandria Alonso. And she says, I think this is an adaptation. uh, I think this. Oh, that's wrong. So she wrote that wrong. (laughs) I think this adaptation is a rare instance where the movie is more tolerable than the book. I felt that the book was organized, predictable, and the writing was a bit amateur. And it says, uh, I was really disappointed. However, whereas the book could not, I think the movie could be held up on par with Gone Girl. Also, e- Emily Blunt made me really like Rachel, who I couldn't stand in the book. Um, and I saw I another one that I, I, I didn't though. pick, but I saw somebody said that they thought uh, Emily Blunt, they wanted Emily Blunt up for an Oscar for this. So,
0: hello. Oh. So, uh... I found mine on Rotten Tomatoes Um it's by Juan M and he gave it one and a half stars he said super formulaic not clever in the least the mystery if you can call it that is laughable and easily deduced characters are thin meaningless and cliched the acting's bad too it's kind of insulting too the men are useless, vapid props, and the women, all of them, are ridiculous emotional baby-slash-domestic-life-obsessed crackpots. No reason no reason for all pe- people to act this way at all. Trashy and stupid. Oh, Cheers, Juan.
2: Love, love that. Oh, so fun. I, I'm going to see this movie, but uh, I'm probably going to see it illegally. I oh, don't know. Interesting in seeing, and
1: I wouldn't be surprised if this one shows up on Netflix pretty quick. But
2: uh, yeah. I was actually surprised. I mean, it did get
1: almost a seven out of ten on IMDb. So oh yeah, there you go. Absolutely.
2: we will see. So we watched No Mercy, uh, and uh, I felt that uh, that through the, the pay per view that it had no mercy. Uh, mm-hmm. I did not like this pay per view. Uh, I liked the first match. The first match was really good. And I it was really weird liked... that it
0: was first.
2: Yes, but that was because of the debate. And I also liked the IC title.
0: Oh, see, I have to disagree with that.
3: Debate.
1: I don't see any reason why it needed to be first because of the debate. Because, number one, how much crossover is there between people watching WWE Network and people watching the debate? Probably not a lot. And number that's... two, number two... There was a half an hour after the debate was over where the pay per view was still on. So they could have put it there and it wouldn't have interfered with the debate at all. So
2: I know. It's what it is.
1: Yeah, that's the argument from a lot of people out there is they did it because of the debate, but I'm saying that is completely illogical. So don't
0: I I thought they were just trying to get people in so they didn't have a big empty arena when they started. So no mercy. No and then French,
3: no, thank you. <laughs> so
2: we, uh,
1: there was a few matches we're not going to be able to count for points here. Uh, we've all got our picks because, uh, yeah, because N- N- Tilly didn't write them down last time because Tilly wasn't here. So yeah, uh, Froze got yours and I've got mine, uh, or whatever. But first match we didn't cover: Hype Bros versus American Alpha, uh, versus Ascension, uh, uh, and the Vod Villains and the Hype Bros and America Alpha one. Does the pre-show uh, f- first match of the show was uh, AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose versus John Cena? AJ Styles wins. Yeah, I got a point and, there. Uh,
2: and me and uh, Taylor I didn't.
0: I don't remember what eh? I put.
2: <laughs> you put uh, John Cena. Okay. Oh, okay. and I say, huh? Sorry.
0: Why did I put Cena? <laughs> I
2: don't know. And I said AJ Styles.
1: Oh, so you got a point then, for um, next, we had Nikki Bella defeating Carmella. Uh, uh, which we didn't have. Uh, we did have, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I got a point there. Yeah, so did Tiller and not yeah. me.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah.
1: I said. Uh, next, we had Heath Slater
2: and Rhino beating the Usos. Yep, yeah, and you both had the Usos, and I had Rhino and. All right. Rose
1: got a point there. Uh, next we had Baron Corbin beating Jack Swagger, which we did not
2: uh, have any points for.
1: Nope. Um, then we had Dolph Ziggler defeating The Miz.
2: And everybody said uh,
1: that. Alright. Because that was pretty obvious, I
0: guess. Yeah.
1: Um, And then Naomi defeated Alexa Bliss, which was supposed to be Becky Lynch uh, defeating Alexa Bliss, but yeah, We've... and I actually get a
2: point there because
1: nobody gets a point
2: there, Fro. Because we I didn't do. know that match was happening. I, I do get the point, and I'm going to say why I get the point. Because she she not turning up. Actually, uh, they started a new match, so she actually won that first match.
1: No, she didn't. That's not how she did. Happened. No, they made a different match. She didn't
2: win that match. She did. Because I n- no, that's not how that works, bro. De- no, sometimes. Like, for example, if Randy Orton... That Randy no, Orton. because if,
1: if that was the case, on the results sheet that oh. I'm looking at, there would be a thing that says Alexa Bliss defeated uh Becky Lynch. But it doesn't. I, I'm so that yeah, because sure wouldn't she have
0: needed to do the official count-out for that to happen? If right. she'd have right. got that the that rest to happened. come yeah, into the ring and do the count-out. Okay, count out.
1: okay. okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. You are incorrect, did, my friend. I don't care. Okay. Oh, well, <laughs> they did a backstage segment where Alexa Bliss went to, uh, who was it? Some one of tell. the authority and and said, "Uh, I should get the title because she's not here, so that should right. automatically count as a win for me." And then she said, "We're not going to do that, but we will give you a match tonight." So that may be what you're confusing that yeah. with. But yeah. uh, and then last we had Bray Wyatt defeating Randy Orton, which I said.
2: Yep. And uh, I said, but not.
0: Uh, oh, so I got two.
3: Yep.
1: Uh. I got four. And Fro got four. So me and Fro tied again. You drew. All right. Well, I guess we're going to have to figure out a tiebreaker. Sure. So, Tilly, I guess, pick a number between 1 and 100.
0: Hmm. Okay, and um, I've written it down.
2: Don't say it out loud.
0: I'm not going to say it out loud. 54! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying uh, that I've written it down. So uh, I don't forget Luke, it do, you want, do you want
2: under 50 or over 50?
1: Uh, let's just pick a number and then whoever's closer. Or, uh so yeah. you, I'll let you pick first, Fro, if you want, or I'll go first, whatever. Seventy-four. Oh, you, yeah, you just said that. Uh, I guess I'll go with um, uh, I guess fifty. Just cut cut it down the middle.
2: That's why I asked if you wanted under fifty. Oh my god. Okay. You could
1: <laughs> still be you can still be closer though, because it could be the other way. It could be up to a hundred. Okay, so okay.
0: and. Throw is the winner because you picked 12. because my number was 67. Ah, throw wins so seven, no, not seven, no more than seven for Fro and 17. I can't do maths, what's going on with me right now?
2: Fro is a lot closer, yeah,
0: Fro's right. closer. I got that bit right.
2: <laughs> um, let's do. Uh I want to talk about Stefan Molyneux as one of my that's hey. my next pick. All
1: right? Sounds good to me. We were going to do that for the one year show but uh for the spe- some of the special stuff but since you weren't here we didn't end up covering that. Yep. So yeah. So I want to talk that about in a few Stefan. Weeks. Stefan Molnier. and specifically his what is his organization
2: called Fro? I
3: don't
1: remember uh, the name of
2: it. I forgot it. Freedom Radio or something. I have it it on on my YouTube uh, subscription list. Uh, I watch it when I want to laugh. Um, No, I was
1: talking about his, like, uh, he's got, like, a society of some type.
2: Yeah, he's... I'll look it up. It's called uh, FreedomRadio.com.
0: Oh, that's what you said, yeah. But, I,
2: yeah,
1: I was talking about his. He's got some kind of like uh, what, what were we the cult y- thing, yeah?
2: Some kind of oh, like defooing, oh, defu defoeing, right? Defoeing, yeah.
0: What
1: it's like a technique he yeah. created or something, uh,
0: it's about stopping so- people from being your well, from or from being
1: de- the foo fighters, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Is it defooing or defoing? It's We're trying to get rid of foes and enemies. It's
1: D-E-F-O-O-I-N-G. Defo- ah. defoing.
0: Oh, well, surely that's female to male transition operation. Yes. So defooing.
2: That, that is uh, completely correct. And there is a website
1: food. called defoo.org. D-E-F-O-O.org. <laughs> so that's what we will be talking about in a couple of weeks. weeks. So. Yep.
2: Uh, because, uh, but hey, we had a competition where we gave Fro the worst thing on TV ever. And then we gave it to Tilly to torture her with TV. Uh, it seems like we are forgetting somebody.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Do we think maybe the one that's furthest away?
2: Uh Yeah. Uh, Look, you have not been tortured with TV. I have not. I've not gotten yet. the treatment yet. Yet, but uh, I, I was thinking. The thing I, is,
1: Fro knows this. I'm pretty resistant to bad TV, but yeah, yeah.
2: I I was thinking I would uh, wanted to start uh, because I'm picking uh, what you're watching first. Uh, I wanted to start with the whole thing that actually started this conversation. Uh, I want you to watch the last episode of Lost.
1: It's that easy. Yeah, so the very last, like, the second part of the two-parter, right? Yes. Yeah. I have seen it about a million times. Well, not a million times. I've probably seen it three times, because I've watched all of Lost at least twice, and then one time where I didn't watch it all in a row, so... uh... Wow. It's probably my fourth time watching
2: it, so I'll be able to do a little pretty t- good teardown of this <laughs> episode. So, Yeah, and I, I mean, it's a classical. I, I mean, we, we talk about that as, uh, I mean, the blueprint for what we, we mean when we talk about, like, torturing TV thing. Like, we always mention the last right. episode of, of yeah. Lost.
0: It's the, the measuring but
2: stick, isn't it? It is the measuring stick. So I, I'm a little like I'm thinking maybe maybe it would be fun to like return to uh yeah. The, the I think that works because
1: I mean the first one we did ever of this against for you was um, uh, jumping the shark. Happy days jumping <laughs> the shark. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's
2: good good tie in. So we will see. Hey guys, I'm not going to uh, be on the podcast anymore because I'm really, really tired and I'm really high on sleeping drugs and my back is killing me and I'm getting up in six hours and I need to get some sleep. So I'm going to let Tilly and Luke end the podcast with uh, their world and uh, some other things, but I, I just want to say good night and and I'll uh, talk to you guys next week.
1: All right, Fro. We will see you next week. Um, feel better. Ice yeah, don't get heat. lots of rest. Yeah, ice heat on the back. That's always what helps. So. And sleep. Yeah, I sleep. will.
0: So much sleep. All right. Bye, Fro. Bye, Bye Fro. So, uh,
1: Westworld Episode 2. What did you think about Westworld Episode 1, for, uh, Tilly, since you weren't here last week?
0: I really enjoyed it and I didn't expect to I got very caught up in the fact that I'm sure the bit of it where he's on the horse Trying to keep up with the girl I'm sure that was in the game Red Dead Redemption
1: Oh, right. well this is uh, based off a book Well it's based off a movie that's based off of a book So
0: yeah, the
1: story's been around for a long time They probably got it from there um, Or maybe from the movie I don't know, I've never seen the original movie Frode has, I think. So
0: Yeah, Dick has as well. So he was watching a bit of uh, episode two with me. And I was sort of like, I think you'll really like this. And he was like, I'm sure there was a film. Was like, yeah, from like the 60s or something. Like, "Oh yeah, I have seen it millions of times. Right. But I've never seen it.
1: So uh, episode two is called Chestnut, which I don't 100% understand, but whatever. I guess we'll huh. find out more about that later. And then we get our, we get our opening sequence. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about this opening sequence, Tilly? It's very long. The, yeah, it's about a 45-minute, or 45-minute, 45 45-second 45 <laughs> intro uh, with the 3D printing, which me and Fro talked about last week. But do you like it, the style, style of it and everything?
0: I think it's cool, but it doesn't, so, well, I suppose it does sort of fit with the story, but I don't know. It's an odd right. one. But I like the whole yeah. layer. I like seeing the 3D printer going.
1: So right. Kinda, that is, yeah. That's the most interesting part to me. Uh,
3: mm-hmm.
1: It does kind of feel, in a way, like um, the opening of a soap opera. Except really <laughs> demented soap opera. So we open yeah. up in Dolores' bedroom, like we normally do, with her waking up. Except this time it's night. And I was like, okay. It looks like the same shot as like we've seen in the last episode, where she keeps waking up. This time she wakes up at night. She walks outside and she's like staring into the at, at nothing, it seems like. And then we get a voice uh, in her head, we assume, that says, do you remember? And then we get a quick cut to black. Uh, and we're on now we're on a train and we meet uh, William, who is played by Jimmy Simpson. Well, I'm sure I've seen in about a million things, but I couldn't place any of them. right. Which now. is this
0: the blonde guy? Right. Yeah, he's one of the McPoyles in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
1: Oh, okay, right. Because yeah. I, I, I saw I've that one. oh my <laughs> god! I know I've seen him in movies and TV shows and stuff, so yeah, yeah. I just couldn't place him.
0: He's popped uh, up in a couple of things, but yeah, he's one of the grosses. He's the main McPoyle brother.
1: And he's on a train, and it's definitely a very uh, expensive, classy-looking train. Uh, or at least the most expensive-looking part of it. And we meet his friend Logan, who's played by Ben Barnes. Uh, And William and Logan get off the train and they're in this kind of futuristic looking mall. And Logan takes off with one woman and William leaves with this other woman. They're both in like these very futuristic uh, fifth element outfits, would you say?
0: Yeah. 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 Very uh, space agey type. Ensemble.
1: Right. It doesn't look very comfortable, but it looks it looks right for the time period. Uh, yeah. the future. Um, <laughs> and we find out that this is William's first time in Westworld, and it's very clear that it's not Logan's, because he's talking to him about how great it is here and stuff like that uh, yeah. earlier. And a woman uh, is asking him these questions, because this is his first time here, uh, asking him about his fears and his uh, medical conditions and history of mental illness, those kind of things. And we, f- she tells him that uh, it, you can stay at the center of the park and the farther away you go from the center of the park, the crazier things get. So I'm assuming that that's something important for the future.
3: Yeah. And she takes be. him to this
1: like wardrobe-type room, that is what I called it, where there's clothes and guns and uh, sh- cowboy boots and knives, things for him to look old-western-y.
0: Yeah. And it's almost out- Men in Black-like, isn't it?
1: that whole uh, the, yeah the back the backlighting of all yeah. the guns and stuff it looks like that scene in men in black where they introduce all the new weapons and stuff like that yeah um and we find out that this uh lady we find out she's a host because uh he asked if she's real or not and she basically says she is but without so many words or i guess yeah. with more words uh <laughs> And she kind of hits on him saying that he can do whatever he wants to her. But he turns her down, which we'll find out why, uh, later in this episode. So we go to our lab, which we had in our last uh, episode and Elsie and Bernard are there. And there are Elsie is talking about Dolores, dad. And Elsie knows that Bernard is covering for Dr. Ford, uh, about adding the different facial features. Uh, and she thinks that this bug could be contagious and that just getting rid of that one host, maybe uh, it's already spread and it could be spreading as they speak. Uh, so she wants to bring in anybody who he had contact with, including Dolores. But Bernard says, no, that's silly. We, this is taken care of. Don't even worry about it. Don't ask questions, basically. So we go into... Ta- uh, I'll call it town. So whenever I say town... We go into town. It means we went into the town in Westworld, uh, where uh, Teddy is and, and Dolores goes and gets her groceries over and over again. Um,
0: yeah, where the saloon and the whorehouse. Is the whorehouse right. in the saloon? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, and then there's a restaurant in this too. In this episode, where that kind of confused me. I'm like, are we in the, are we in the bar or are we in the whorehouse or are we in the restaurant? But, um. It's just it is a pretty big town as far as Old West towns go. So we do find another town in this episode. So we'll probably get more. So in town, Dolores is walking through town as she normally does. And she kind of starts to freak out. Like, uh, I would call it she's having a panic attack because all the voices around her are starting to kind of tunnel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the voice uh, says, remember. Remember. Uh The same voice that we heard in the scene where she walked out of her house at night. And she turns around and everyone in town is now dead and uh, lying on the ground. And there's like a wolf walking across the road. And there's a wagon on fire. And uh, this kind of reminded, reminded me of that dream sequence in The Path a little bit. Because it was like, what the hell is going on right now?
0: Yeah, really random. And like, What? Uh, what? <laughs> I did that a lot in this, to be fair, though.
4: Yeah.
1: So Maeve, who is our uh, hooker, she uh, tells Dolores to move along, uh, kind of uh, snapping Dolores out of it a bit. So uh, she kind of snaps her back to reality, I guess. I uh, Reality, I can put in air quotes, because that's relative in this show. Yeah, um, her reality. Her reality, yeah. So Dolores... But Dolores turns to her and she says what her father said to uh, her in the last episode. Uh, Their violent delights have violent ends. Or these violent delights have violent ends, I mean. And she kind of blinks, like this really long blink. And it seems like she uh, snaps into a different mindset. Uh, And Maeve is super confused by this, but Dolores just walks away. So I, what I got from this, because of the scene where they're talking about it being contagious, is that that phrase is what causes it to catch. So I'm assuming that Maeve will probably end up saying it to somebody else. You see what I mean? And it adds, yeah. it'll kind of catch on.
0: And then everybody will but start it seems like, acting weird.
1: Uh, right. It seems like when her father and when Dolores did it, they did it not really on their own accord. Like their programming forced them to do it in a way.
0: Yeah. Or whoever's telling them to remember.
1: Right, I guess so. Wherever uh, that's coming yeah. from. That's true. I, or I thought maybe that was just part of, because we get into it in a little bit, about their memories and, and dreams. So so we're in the wardrobe room again with uh, William, and he's dressed, and he picks out uh, a hat now. I don't know why him picking out a hat was such a supposed to be so important. No idea why the hats weren't just in the room with the rest of the clothing
0: maybe Uh, there was a scene that got deleted about him saying that he could never pull off wearing a hat because he doesn't have the confidence
1: (laughs) that would make sense but i there i'm just i guess maybe whoever wrote this just thinks that the hat makes the man which i guess that is kind of a saying but
0: it is it's bullshit but it's a saying
1: (laughs) but it's a saying right (laughs) yeah so uh after he picks out his hat he walks down this long hallway to like an it's very like we said it's very men in black. The whole room and everything except at the end of this hallway there's an old west looking door uh, with like a stained glass window in it and he walks through the door and he's in like an old west bar and the bartender pours him a drink and Logan his friend comes through the same door and he's asking uh, William's asking Logan about how are we gonna get to Westworld and um, at this point the The bar starts to kind of rumble, and the windows open, and they're on an old west train. I uh, don't know how you didn't notice the gap in between the door and the train when you walked through, but whatever, that's fine.
0: Yeah, it's,
1: it's, there's that, a lot of broken. That's broken, but
0: yeah, that was one of the bits that sort of had me I was like, "What is?" Right,
1: you just gotta. They, yeah, you gotta just go with it because it's like Narnia, kind of, yeah. In a way, so. Um, so from this point, we cut to like an execution uh, randomly where it's somebody, a man being hanged. So we have the sheriff there and his deputies and, of course, the grave digger who's in the background digging the grave. And uh, the man in black rides up and he wants to talk uh, to the, ma- the man that they're h- hanging. But the police uh, sheriff, uh, the sheriff says... You can talk to him after his neck is broken. Yeah, <laughs> all you yeah. want, you can talk to him, and uh, so he says that's not really going to work for me. And so he kills all of the the police, uh, so the sheriff and his deputies, and the uh, gravedigger even.
0: Yeah, and this just is everyone where except this guy that was being hanged.
1: <laughs> right, and he's the the whole time we don't see anything because the guy who's being hung he's blindfolded. He doesn't see anything, so we just kind of get a close up on the guy's face. And he does some really good reactions even without being able to see his eyes of, like, what's happening around him. Because we hear the gunshots and people screaming. And then right after, at the very end, you see a guy kind of run behind him and get shot twice. So you don't see a lot of the violence in this scene. Kind of well done. Yeah. And this is where we meet the guy who's being hung. His name's Lawrence. And he's played by Clifton Collins Jr. Well, I know I've seen this guy in a million things as well, but I couldn't really place him.
0: Yeah, I recognized him, but didn't know where.
1: Uh, Yeah. uh, Can you look that up while I'm doing this? Maybe find out what he's in.
0: Yeah. What was his name again?
1: Clifton Collins Jr.
0: Maybe we Uh, uh, recognize his dad, Mr. Senior. (laughs) I I don't know.
1: So uh, the man in black hands him the, the skull map, I'll call it, that came from the poker dealer last time. And he wants Lawrence to show him the entrance to the maze, he says. So we don't know what this is, but there's some kind of mysterious maze. Obviously, the map is a map to this maze. So we go back to the bar and Maeve is talking with a a guest and she's kind of going through her line that she does every every time they go through this uh, storyline. But she kind of gets stalled and pauses and she starts to have like memories. It seems like of her family being attacked by Native Americans and then her being scalped. Yeah, that was so, gross. <laughs> right. I mean, we didn't really see it. They cut it off right before they, any, they actually cut it. But it, it, even me, me, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is. They got a little too close for comfort, for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, didn't. There, there was one. Um... Well, this might have been later, but at one point, there's I'm sure it's only that bit where a man has been, he's had his scalp, it has been scalped and is sort of falling over forwards. And you see his right, right, yeah,
1: yeah, that's later. That. But oh, sorry.
0: Uh,
1: this part, this part is where they, it shows her. It's just this, this is the part where you just see her and she's got the knife to her head, right? And it's about to happen, and then they kind of cut away, so uh. But I guess in this scene, we do see the guy get a head smashed in, and then like blood and guts or brain matter like flies all over the place when he hits him with like the big club. Um, so from here, we go back to the lab, and Maeve is now in the lab, uh, and the techs say they don't see anything wrong with her. Uh, they're wondering why she got sent here, but the there was a complaint by obviously this guest that we saw when she stalled. He complained about her. Uh. So we go to Dr. Ford's office and Bernard and Ford are talking about basically co- talking about how how complicated what they do is and how uh, they're basically playing gods is what this whole scene um, yeah, is about
0: Yeah this one is on about we're witches.
1: Right, exactly. We we we're basically doing witchcraft is what he says. Uh, and it's basically just Bernard and Ford are the ones that actually understand this. And a lot of the business people that we're seeing, like Teresa, she maybe doesn't a- actually understand the implications of what's happening here. You know what I mean? Cause she yeah. doesn't understand fully the science behind it and stuff. She just sees the money and that's all she cares about. So these two guys are the ones that actually know what the hell is going on with this town. Um, so in town, William and Logan get off the train, same place Teddy did in the last episode. And the same red-headed, big red-headed guy that had bumped into Teddy in the last episode a couple times bumps into William this time. Uh, which made me go, oh my gosh, is William actually, uh, is he a host and not a person? You know what I mean? Like, is he, does he not know? Uh, that would be weird, but made me kind of think that. Him yeah. getting bumped into just like Teddy. But I don't know. And we get uh, the same place where the sheriff was. Their soldiers are trying to recruit people here now. Uh, Line in the last episode, if you remember. Yeah. And so a man falls off a wagon in front of them and William tries to help him up. And Logan explains to him that this guy is basically a mini game in this larger uh, game. If you were to think of this as like a massive multiplayer, this guy is a side quest. And Logan's like, leave him alone. He's just going to sidetrack you from our ma- actual goal here. Uh, and we, and here we see Dolores walking in the background doing her normal rounds as she does
0: putting stuff on the horse, dropping something. <laughs> right.
1: She's getting her groceries. and uh, But this time she sees her reflection in the window. And she kind of, we think she's going to do her uh, freak out thing again. But we end up in the lab. And Dolores is here with Bernard. And this is some weird room in the lab we've never seen.
0: Yeah, because haven't they we... changed the one that's playing Dolores? They've swapped that other girl in.
1: Uh, no. Well, what? No. Dolores no. is the main character.
0: Yeah, I know, but I thought they'd swapped her out for an. Oh, no, I'm just confused.
1: No. Her face at just the last different. episode, <laughs> at the very end, we found out that Dolores is the oldest uh, host in the park. So she's just been repaired and repaired and repaired and repaired. Okay. Yeah, that's what we found at the very end of the last episode. Um. So she, the thing is, she probably has more of these memory things stored up in her that Dr. Ford found than anybody because she's been around the longest, I guess, is the, the whole thing. Yeah. But we find Dolores with Bernard, and we find out Bernard has been having some kind of secret talks with Dolores, which are even secret to us at this point. But Bernard analyzes her and says uh, that she's different and she thinks differently than the other hosts. And he even after this after analyzing her data he deletes the conversation from Dolores. Basically like delete this whole conversation and get rid of it so nobody knows we were talking.
0: And I don't think she did. Right then. Well, I don't very think possible. she did. Yeah. Both me and Dixon, so, because Ito Mademir he was like, oh, I don't think she's deleted that. I was like, well, I was just about to say that. Because she had that look in her eyes of, like, no. <laughs> I'll remember this so that I can use it and, you know, know what's going on.
1: Right. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Because, um, it, yeah, it probably comes up later. Because it definitely seems like she's half knows what she's doing and half doesn't know what she's doing. So who knows when and when she is and when she's not at this point. Seems like. Yeah. So in the bar, uh, Maeve is doing her same conversation and Clementine Pennyfeather comes up to her and says... <laughs> <laughs> that's her name. It says that she's been having nightmares and that she hasn't been sleeping well. Uh, and so this is where Maeve has another flashback real quick. But Teddy picks wakes her up from it uh her dream about uh getting uh attacked and so we kind of get here that i mean they obviously have are having memories and things like that and one of them's having nightmares we find so that's very strange for robots to do so in the map room the head of security guy he's uh he gets a notification about Maeve and orders her to be decommissioned because of these, uh, these uh, dream things, flashbacks she's having, I guess we'll call them. And uh, in a different part of the map room, kind of above it, Bernard and Teresa are talking. And Teresa asks Bernard if his department's going to be ready for the launch. And we don't really know what this launch is yet, but uh, Bernard tells him, yeah, everything's fine. All the hosts are back to normal. So we go to this restaurant that's in Westworld, and William and Logan are having dinner, and the man from the wagon, who fell off the wagon, the side quest, he comes over and he's trying to get uh, William to do this again, and Logan just stabs the old guy in the hand with a knife, and blood is going everywhere, and the guy, I told you to leave us alone. Uh, so we find out Logan is kind of not a great person, obviously. He doesn't yeah. go. Give- William is very timid and, uh, yeah. So I guess we go to the whorehouse now, uh, or the bar, as I call it, uh, where, uh, Clementine and everybody works and Logan is in his room and he's having sex with two women and a guy. So this is his personality and William is with Clementine, but he doesn't even want to have sex with her because he says he has someone at home, uh, in the real world. Oh, so that's William's personality. I don't know how these two guys are even friends. So, <laughs> like, how well, do they get to know each other?
0: It's normally the way. There's one complete tool, but his mate's all right.
1: Yeah, I guess sometimes. Uh, if you've been
0: friends with somebody long enough, if they live next door to you, even if they are a right. complete asshole, you kind maybe of maybe
1: it's just in my life. I've had people like that, and I've just said, "Take a hike, buddy. I'm done with you."
0: <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: I don't need it. Even if they, even if I knew you in middle school or preschool whatever if you're a douchebag now people change <laughs> yeah um so we go to the lab and lee is now uh lee who's the story uh, line guy he's inspecting the uh new hosts they're making for this new storyline he's he's creating and he gets really mad at the size of one of the one of the uh hosts penis in this scene he's like really upset about it for some reason and Teresa walks in right here and is like, you're nuts, basically. And these two have a very strange relationship. What do you think about this relationship between Teresa and Lee?
0: Which one's Lee? Is he the British He's guy? He's
1: storyline, story yeah, British writer.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't really know, if I'm it honest. There's, like some, it there's something like, about him.
1: Yeah, it seems like he maybe has something on her that we don't know about yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, it seems like if she could, she would just get rid of this guy, but she can't for some reason. So so yeah, Lee is uh, so get that. yeah, we find out Lee's writing the new storyline, right. So we go to Westworld, and this is where Dr. Ford like takes some kind of secret elevator um into Westworld and he meets this little boy in the desert with a British accent. So I kind of knew exactly what was happening here, did you? No. Okay, So we go to a, a different part of Westworld now And the man in black with, is with Lawrence And he sits him down Lawrence is still blindfolded of course Which this actually didn't work Because when he dragged him away In the last scene we saw them uh, Lawrence wasn't blindfolded And now he <laughs> is So they kind of screwed that up As far as continuity wise But he had to be blindfolded in this scene So
0: Yeah well maybe they re-blindfolded him they might have got him up on the horse, then blindfolded him again.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe he did blindfold him in between uh, where that he was being hung and here. But yeah. he takes off the blindfold, and we basically find out that now they're, it looks like in Mexico, right?
0: Yeah, it was very, if not Mexico, very close to the border.
1: Yeah, uh, I guess even in that time it may have been California, because that's how far Mexico went up in the, in those uh, times. Yeah, uh, But... The man in black, we find out, has taken Lawrence to this town because this is where Lawrence's family is. So, Lawrence's family runs up because they haven't seen him, apparently, in forever. Um, and this is where the man in black starts changing out the bullets in his gun. Did you understand this? Uh, no. <laughs> I didn't really understand it either. That's why I'm kind of asking. But he had bullets in his gun. And he takes them out and starts changing them out for different bullets. This is what I'm thinking, is that when you go into Westworld, they give you... Like, you know how you're not allowed to shoot people who aren't hosts? Yeah. Maybe the bullets have some way of recognizing that, and that's why he's changing out the bullets.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Those
1: are real bullets. But I'm not sure. I'm not 100% on that. But they don't really give you an explanation of, at this point.
0: But that could explain quite a lot if you, got, you know, right. bullets that work on them and bullets that work on people, too.
1: Right, he could start killing people if he wanted to. Exactly. Yeah. So we we find out a bunch about the man in black here. We find out he's been coming here for thirty years, which I guess we kind of knew before. But we find out he says in this scene that he was born in Westworld, and I don't know if that it is he's meaning that literally or if that's figurative. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think it's got to be figurative because maybe he's a like he's a serial killer and it feels like he's been born as soon as he got into that because he could do what he wanted.
1: Yeah, maybe. Uh, That's what I thought, too. But it could also mean that in some way, maybe he's Dolores' son. That's what I'm thinking may happen, that he actually was actually born in Westworld, and that that's one of the big secrets, but I don't know. Oh, Um, maybe
0: that's, yeah. Maybe with the first time they tried, they let her reproduce. Or something exactly. and that's why they've and made another. They were they like, can't.
1: wow, this was a bad idea. Because yeah. he would be half half one thing, half the other, maybe something like that.
0: And probably not very um, mentally stable.
1: <laughs> clearly. Uh, so we go to the map room real quick, and this is uh, uh, we get the head of security and we kind of see that Lawrence's cousins are all surrounding the man in black now. And the head of security in the map room just says, that guy gets anything he wants. Don't stop him from doing anything. So we clear. this guy is clearly important to the people, uh, the higher-ups, higher the man in black.
0: I bet if he's been going there 30 years, he's pumped a lot of right. money into that company.
1: Exactly. They know him all too well. Uh, so Lawrence's cousins surround him, and the man in black basically kills, it's got to be like eight, eight or ten guys uh, real quick. Easily. And uh, Lawrence still won't say anything about the maze. So, uh, and he basically gives him the ultimatum, if you don't do this, I'm going to kill your wife. And so the man in black just shoots his wife.
0: Right in front of him and and his kid.
1: Right. And and his daughter is crying on his shoulder. And this is, I love this part. She's completely just stops crying and turns (laughs) into like cold, dead eyes. And just yeah, looks like Robot right Girl. At, yeah, looks right at him and says, the maze isn't meant for you. <laughs> and he just like looks at her and... Uh, I think he's going to shoot her, it seems like. And uh, Lawrence says something about, you shouldn't go there. But the little girl says... Ugh, I did not understand this completely. So there's one word. I just, I think I'm not supposed to understand it. But it said, follow the blood Arayu to the place where the snake lays its eggs. So some type of riddle. And that's where the entrance to the maze is supposed to be.
0: Yeah, I got the snake lays its eggs bit, but, and the follow the blood.
1: Yeah, that one word is clearly something that we don't, we're not supposed to know about yet. Yeah. So the man in black says, uh, or Lawrence says, "Why don't you just go home?" And the man, man in black says, "I'm never going back there. I'm never going back mm-hmm. this time." Uh, he leaves. So he leaves. Uh, I guess this town and takes Lawrence with him. He's kind of like dragging him behind his horse. I don't. I guess he just wants to take Lawrence because Lawrence apparently knows where this is.
0: Yeah, he's got the information that he wants.
1: So we're back with Doctor Ford. In the uh, desert, excuse me, and he's with this child who, if you, I assume that this is Dr. Ford's, this is Dr. Ford. Yeah. Right. Because he's a little British boy with like a vest and everything. He's kind of dressed the same as Dr. Ford is.
0: So that's when, once you said, like, had I sort of got any ideas on who it was, and you said little boy with British accent. I hadn't clocked his British accent. I think I was just too into it to sort of make that connection. Well, he doesn't talk a whole lot either.
1: Uh, no. And you, you, it would just be normal to you. You'd just be like, oh, he's got, He just, that's not yeah. an accent. You know what I mean? She's so talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was strange to me because there, nobody else in this West world speaks with a British accent, so.
0: Tandy Newton uh, does. It does. The prostitute
1: woman. She does. And she talks, that when she does her little speech, she talks about coming over on the boat. That's like her whole little speech. That's true. Yeah. I didn't think about that. That's
3: um.
1: <laughs> So Dr. Ford like controls a snake, because uh, everything in Westworld, even the snakes, were created by him. And I like this little line. He says, everything in the world is magic, except to the magician. That's a very good line. I'm sure that yeah. was in the book. And we see this little like church steeple in the middle of the desert, and he tells the little boy to go home. And this is where we really find out that the little boy is a, is a host. So.
0: Yeah, because he just turns around, doesn't he, and just walks off.
1: Like yeah he tells him to go home and the little boy just like stops doing everything drops the little stick that's in his hand and just turns like a robot yeah. walks away Yeah cuz he
0: tells him first he says like you need to leave now you can't you can't go here and he's like oh no but my friend whatever his name is won't won't believe me and he's like you right. can come back again with your friend now go and he's just whoop and goes Not like any real child would ever do
1: <laughs> Right exactly Yeah, that and he's in the middle of the desert. So I'd assume that this little boy is there to meet him whenever he comes up this secret elevator that he has. So we go to Bernard's apartment here and we get a really cool shot like down. uh, We get to see kind of how gigantic this lab really is where they show the the shot of all the escalators. And it basically goes down forever, it looks like. Yeah. So Teresa comes to Bernard's apartment and they start to kiss. I did not see that coming at all. No. (laughs) So Bernard and Teresa have sex. I mean, they don't show it. And, uh, so basically the scene is just telling these two have a relationship, uh, which maybe they're trying to keep a little secret. It seems like.
0: Well, Yeah. It'd be awkward at work.
1: Yeah, maybe it's, well, uh, they could kind of get away from each other. It's not like you couldn't hide in this place. It would be pretty easy. Uh, imagine playing hide and seek in this lab. It would be nuts. Uh, so, we go back to the lab part of the lab. and Elsie exam is examining Maeve now, and her, like assistant says, asks her if they add dream if they make the host a dream." And she just looks at him and says, "What the fucking point would be with that? what Why would we do that? <laughs> There's no point. And she says, "But they do give them the concept of dreams in case they retain any memories uh, after they get wiped.
0: Um yeah. And, but only nightmares, isn't it? Or major- majoritatively nightmares.
1: Or they're made the they those little uh, memories that they didn't that didn't get erased. They're made to think they're nightmares, right? So yeah. We find out here that's probably what Clementine Pennyfeather is having, I guess. Uh, and she says, uh, "Can you imagine what these sick these sad fuckers would do if they figured out uh, we were doing this stuff to them?" <laughs> Basically saying, "Can you imagine if these?" robots had memories, we'd be so fucked uh, they would murder us all. Uh, So we go back to the bar, and Maeve is now back at work, because Elsie has said, even though the uh, head of security said, we gotta decommission this robot, Elsie's gone behind his back basically, and put her back to work. And we're back in the bar, and she's doing her little talk again, and her and Teddy uh, talk to each other. And a guest you can kind of hear in the background as they're having their talk there's just like yelling and arguing happening and then all of a sudden out of nowhere Teddy gets like shot in the chest and this guy, this guest comes in and just blows Teddy away
0: yeah it was really random wasn't it
1: yeah and Maeve just kind of takes a drink that's the whole point of this west world though is like if you're a guest you can just shoot and kill anybody you want at any time so yeah after he kills Teddy he goes Now this is a vacation And like walks away <laughs> So we go to Maeve's be- bedroom Upstairs of the bar And Maeve is falling asleep And um, now she basically Gets a full length dream About this memory she has About being attacked by this- these Native Americans And We get the full dream happening And right at the end when The The guy is coming in through the door. He walks past the window and he's the Native American guy and then he walks through the door, uh, which is closed, and he turns into the man in black. And she tries to shoot him, but he won't die. So we yeah, know there's not
0: that, even a mark on him.
1: Yeah, we know that man in black has definitely done something to Mave in the past. And this uh, this is the part where she does the countdown that she talked about. She said anytime you have a dream, just count back backwards from three and she does that but this time she wakes up in what what we're gonna call the body shop because that's what they call it in the show yeah And, and this is where the body shop is where they fix these hosts after one of the guests shoots them up or you know kills them in some way so but Maeve wakes up in the middle of them doing surgery on her stomach so she has this giant hole in her stomach and she gets up out of out of the thing and the two... I'm not really sure why the guys didn't do anything right at the beginning. They were just afraid of her. They're, these two lab techs are terrified of her.
0: Yeah, well, they have their little squabble about oh, I thought you first would put her in sleep mode or something.
1: Sleep Rather mode than, is funny because that's like yeah. a cell phone. Like what? <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> you didn't put her on silent. Right, and they should have...
1: <laughs> they should have done something at this point because she grabs a scalpel off of the table which is sitting right there. And now they're really screwed. So they're trying to reason with her. And she runs out the door saying, like, don't fucking touch me. And she runs into this other room where all these other uh, hosts are, you know, uh, being fixed. Except this is looks like the initial one where they come in and they're being washed down of all the blood. So there's a guy with a hose just, like, washing down, like, piles of what looks like dead bodies. Yeah, and, it's
0: uh, it would scare the crap out of you if you were all of a sudden there,
1: right? And she kind of collapses because she's so surprised by all this. And the two got two texts from that she escaped from. Come up behind her, they drug her and they drag her back to the body shop. And before we leave this room, we find out we go into the room where the guy is washing these uh, hosts with the with the hose. And Teddy is in that room, uh, getting ready to be washed. Which was creepy.
0: Fixed up. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's got blood all over him and everything. Because he got shot by that guy. So we go to Dolores' house. And we just kind of. W- the, sh- the same scene that we got at the very beginning. Where she wakes up and she in the middle of the night. And she walks outside. And instead of just staring out. This time she bends over. And she digs a gun up out of the dirt. Which I guess this is what. Maybe they mean by chestnut. As far as the title goes. Oh. Of, the, uh, of the episode, like there was a tree there. Maybe that's what this is supposed to. Be. The tiles represent.
0: Or maybe it's called um,
1: chestnut. We go back to the lab, and Lee, the storyline guy, is now selling his new story to Doctor Ford and the rest of the, rest of the crew of Westworld. Kind of saying, "This is what I came up with. It's going to be so cool, and it's called the Odyssey on the Red River." And Doctor Ford, he. Pulls kind of a me because this is totally something I would do it, and he <laughs> Lee goes through this full like long speech about how great his storyline, and Doctor Ford just goes no, <laughs> and Lee goes what 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 part don't you like? He's like no, I don't like it, and he just kind of goes into why it's it's not genuine, uh, it's it feels too Hollywood. Is basically what Doctor Ford says.
0: Yeah, and saying that it's the people, the guests that it's them brain that makes it so right. doing another storyline especially because he put in a whole lot more like bad guys if he's talking sense. about
1: there was like cannibalism in it now and yeah like, like that so uh, he, was, he was
0: going sort of more extreme into what right he was going into
1: like he liked territory yeah yeah so we go back to westworld and This time, uh, Dolores is doing her normal routine, and she drops the groceries, uh, drops the can on the ground. But this time, William picks it up. Uh, But he gets called away by uh, Logan before he can really... I mean, he kind of... This is, I guess we find out that we're going to get a storyline in between William and uh, Dolores at some point.
3: Yeah.
1: So our last little scene here, Ford and Bernard are now walking through the same desert that Ford was in with the little kid. And Ford says that Lee's storyline is stupid and that he's been working on something that's way better. And he and Bernard walk up to this weird black church steeple that's like in the middle of the desert. And we cut to the credits.
0: Yeah, now no. what did you think about that bit?
1: I think we're... I guess we're... The catches is we're supposed to wonder what this church steeple thing is. I have no idea.
0: I think he's just going to introduce religion to these... Synthetic beings and introduce the idea of religion because they're obviously he's probably going to know that some of them are starting to get aware. So if he gives them religion, then you can explain away a a a whole lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, right.
0: And a set of rules that they have to live by that makes sense to them rather than just not being able to.
1: I was trying to think whether or not we had gotten any preacher character or anything in this yet. I don't remember any of them, like from the first episode. I yeah, that
0: will be that's, the
1: next. That's, that is, I mean, kind of the very last shot they do is uh, uh, pan up and they go, uh, the last shot you see is of the cross on top of the steeple. So, mm-hmm. makes sense. That's a good That's a good observation, Tilly.
0: Because he was saying he's got something more interesting or whatever it was, or so revolutionary or groundbreaking or whatever, and giving inanimate objects religion. Not inanimate, they are animate. Right. You know what I mean?
1: Totally. And this, But it could also lead to a whole lot of problems.
0: Oh, God, yes. Well, all wars are over.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, just like real religion. Yeah. Yeah. So that was Westworld episode two. Um, I did not think it was as good as the first episode, but that first episode was pretty amazing and mind-blowing to me. So
0: oh, see, I we think did I'd get a lot of
1: character development. So.
0: And I have um this guy's... I've scrolled right down, i forgotten his name. Clifton Collins Jr. I have some of the things that he's been in.
1: If you're still oh, interested, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, um, films-wise, there's not really any that were that big other than Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Okay. He uh, yeah. played the vegan police, um, and Star Trek, the 2009 movie, Crank, High Voltage. He was in.
1: Oh, um, I've seen both those movies, so that might that might be it. Uh,
0: Traffic in 2000, and oh, uh, right. And TV oh. wise, he's been in CSI New York and The Twilight Zone, and he was in Alias and ER, NYPD Blue, Walker, Texas Ranger. Freddy's Nightmares back in 1990 was his first TV thing. Yeah. There's so, a lot yeah, he's more been than a that, lot but... of
1: stuff. I knew I'd seen him before he's in a bunch of different things. He's probably just a small kind of bit actor. So you'd yeah, see he... him, but not know his name.
0: He does a voiceover in GTA San Andreas as well. He does the voice of Caesar, Velo. Pando, Violapando? Viol- Pando. Okay, can't no, can't right. say it. But yeah, he's he's been around a bit.
1: It seems like when we check these guys, uh, these people, whenever we check them, there seems to be a GTA credit. And like oh, every actor we check, it's very strange how that works.
0: I think everybody but, uh, does one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, there's a lot of voice work there. Yeah. So before we get into the end of the show, d- did you listen to last week's show, Tilly?
0: Uh, not yet. No. I find it really bizarre listening back, especially when I've not been there, because it makes me sad. Right.
1: So last week, me and Fro read a book, and it's a choose-your-own-adventure book. And we started the first little section of it, and it's called Trouble on Planet Earth. And so I guess I'll just give you a little recap. You can listen back to the end of last episode if you want to hear the full uh, beginning of this book. But you and your friend Ned are basically... uh, explorers slash uh detectives and your friend ned has esp and all the oil from all the oil fields in earth have been stolen so there's no oil left and you think that it's uh it's because we've used it up and ned thinks there's something else going on so right. he says you should go to the Middle East into Saudi Arabia to see to investigate first. And you think that you should go to the CIA and ask if they need your help. And then you were supposed to flip heads or tails. And Fro picked heads. So, picking heads, we went to page three. The coin comes, the coin comes up heads. And you wish... Sorry, started that over. The (laughs) coin comes up heads, and you win. You and Ned head for Washington. You don't expect much trouble getting to the CIA. Your help in finding the missing Boeing 747 established your reputation there. You and Ned discovered an abandoned airfield in the Andes where the plane was taken after it was hijacked by a terrorist band. Ned got the secret information by intuition... ESP, whatever you want to call it, but as usual, it came in a strange language that you alone understand. We didn't under, we didn't know about that. That's something new. So I didn't. That's okay. Um, oh, turn to page nine. Once you arrive at the Central Intelligence Agency, just outside of Washington D.C. You are cordially us- ushered into the director's private office, so you got the ins because you've done stuff for the CIA before. We're so Martha, <laughs> Martha, Martha Thornberry, is that the mother from the Thornberry?
0: I was just about to ask that. Is she wild?
1: <laughs> I guess so. Uh, she's the director of the CIA now. Uh, oh, she wow. sits behind a large. I mean, they've been all over the world, so she does I have
0: suppose. that. Yeah. What's Nigel doing?
1: <laughs> I have no. Yeah, I guess he's the first. The man of the central intelligence agency? Uh, (laughs) She's sitting behind a large steel desk and smiles at you both. Welcome. I I hope you'd come. We certainly can use your help. As usual, special section hasn't a clue as to what's going on. Remember, though, this is our secret. If Congress ever finds out we're using a couple of kids, they'd close us up tighter than a microwave oven.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, that's really tight.
1: Okay, we promise. What now, you ask? Mrs. Thornberry stares into into space for a second and then speaks. This is the way I see it. There are two possible solutions. We've heard rumors hinting at a master plan for world domination that is based on energy control. That's terrifying. That's (laughs) real. That's actually... the, The group supposedly behind it is called the OWD, Organization for World Domination.
0: Oh, wrestling team. That's a, that,
1: that is a sneaky name. No, they look at the letterhead on the... I think these guys might be bad. It says Organization for World Domination right here on their letterhead.
0: <laughs> but it rhymes, so... <laughs> uh,
1: of course, they use that name among themselves, not publicly. Oh, okay. Mm. We suspect a, a front group called Organization for World Prosperity is their public face. Clinton Foundation. She opens the door... (laughs) She opens the one dossier on her desk. But frankly, at this point, we have no idea who's behind it. If anyone. Or what's causing it. A famous nuclear scientist we've been in contact with thinks it's a nuclear accident that is what is making the oil disappear. Alright, now you have a decision to make, Tilly. Okay. Do you decide to investigate the owd first or do you decide to contact the nuclear scientist
0: uh the nuclear scientist
1: all right and we will do that next week
0: hey that's exciting i like that
1: (laughs) i thought this would be a little fun uh these are like from original 1983 the uh text is and then the books i got have uh their newer the illustration is all done in 2007 so yeah. this is all the original 1983 stuff and i find it funny that they're talking about a uh, uh, a group that is planning world domination through energy control that's that's that is um isn't that the two ago James Bond where they like steal <laughs> all the water
0: uh i don't know because i'm not really into james bond but it does sound like a james oh. bondy type thing to do
1: yeah i think that was a james bond plot in one of the movies so uh did you didn't read any books this week did you no me
0: neither <laughs> i've read lots of um shopping sites for internet shopping that, I've, that's if, some uh letters
1: <laughs> i've just had so much tv and news to cover uh to watch this week and different things so just been and really the pay-per-view,
0: busy. View, the pay-per-view takes up a right. lot the anyway, uh, life.
1: So there's audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen or as Tilly calls it
0: audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen
1: And you can email us uh, That'll be down at the bottom of the uh, link So if you're looking at this podcast go into the description email address, email us Coming next if- week Oh, go ahead Tilly
0: so, I was just going to say, and if you're not looking at it, it's just another digital citizen at gmail.com.
1: Uh, coming next week, we got news. Uh, I am assuming there's going to be another presidential debate, I think. Uh, the third and final one is next week, more than likely. I'd have to look that up. I don't know. We're going to do Torture Me with TV,
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, the very last episode of Lost. <laughs> we're going to do Frozen. Pros- I don't
0: have to watch that, do I? Because we're torturing you, not me.
1: Uh, you don't have to, but, uh, I mean, it, it's good if you want to talk about it, if you haven't seen it. If you've already seen it, then whatever.
0: Yeah, no, I haven't. I stopped oh, after okay, season three of Lost. Well, then if you're planning on watching it,
1: uh, don't, don't watch it and watch the rest of it. But actually, really, what we've, we've always said, don't watch the last two episodes of Lost if you're going to watch it anyways. So, yeah. we're not going to ruin anything from anybody. Okay. Uh, we're gonna do worst sports to watch ever tournament, which was Froze pick. Um, There's plenty of gonna, choices. Yeah, I, yeah, this is gonna be hard, because I don't, I really don't think there is that many choices in my mind. But we'll see what happens. And we're gonna be covering a movie called The Accountant for, for our another digital review, and Westworld episode three. So that's gonna, next week from me and be Tilly. Wooden. Enfro. Goodbye, everybody.
0: Bye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.